0: Yeah, we get a little bit on this show, too. I mean, it's Far okay.
1: from our different facial hair.
0: Yeah, people just think I'm the host half the time. That's true. And you're
2: not. <laughs> and you're not. <laughs> Should I have a coaster? Because this is like raw wood.
0: Nah, you're fine. Here, you, you can use this. No one, no one really uses this. You can, no, I you, know. you, you can use this one as we a coaster. We got one of these that's,
1: what, uh, that's what Bailey says to Matt. He even, can
0: you can get any? a coaster or yeah, you just here you go just, raw you, you wood? You can just use that. Yeah, no one uses perfect. That. <laughs>
2: Every second counts, too. Well, many. I mean, it's true. Every second <laughs> yes. does count, potentially. We have, a, we have a poster of this in our bathroom at our gym, which is funny, right over the toilet. What a great place to have it. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> And your gym is? CrossFit 138 of Parkland, Washington. And what is your role at the gym? I am a level one trainer there over the last year and a half-ish. So um, I had to get my level one in order to do the nonprofit stuff and start that affiliate. So at that point, I became a trainer there. But I've always kind of been a – and I probably can't legally say it, but a trainer at heart for a lot of our people. So – uh, that's been my um. That's my home, Parkland. So I was a gr- born, and raised there. And then when I found that CrossFit, obviously it was just like game on. So
1: how how old are
2: you? I'm 41, about to be 42 on the 22nd.
1: And how long have you been doing CrossFit? I've been CrossFitting for about six years. So start at 35. Yeah, about. 35. I started at 34. Congratulations. And I'm 46. Perfect. You love one. You've been doing people. it a
2: little bit longer.
1: <laughs> when you went from. Um, did you notice anything change like in your late 30s, like in terms of your performance or your warm-up or anything like that?
2: I, I wouldn't say it was until I was actually 40. Okay. Like my 40th birthday, I don't know if it was mental, but um, I definitely was like, wow, I'm going to have to stretch a little bit more. <laughs> Running mm-hmm. is not just take off and go kind of thing anymore. So um, in my 30s, it was it's hard to say because I, I was kind of at a, um, I kind of came from riding the bar stool to my wife threw me into CrossFit and we went. I went like zero to 60. So the first week I was across it was, here, try this whole 30 diet. So I lost a whole shitload of weight. Can I I swear? Yeah. So – Please. Okay. It's going to get off the (laughs) chain. So I lost a whole bunch of weight and then from there, it just kind of progressed deeper and deeper and deeper into the community and then the culture. So that's my story. I
1: asked because I used to joke around saying that – I don't remember how old I was, probably 36, 37 – I really, really needed to be like completely soaking wet and be able to almost be moving for 40 minutes before I could reach some sort of like peak expression of my fitness. And so that basically just to do – What do you mean
2: by expression? Like –
1: like um, To get like a, out of it? Uh, no, no. No. Um, I wasn't going to just get on the track and run 400 meters and, and get a really good time. Oh, okay. The rower was going to take me, um, like I might as well row 250-meter um, intervals for five minutes and then wait five minutes, and then, I'm re- then I can get some like pulls that otherwise I couldn't convince my body to do. Makes like sense. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, just to warm up, I had to really, really lube it up. Yeah. I think
2: maybe I came at it from a different way, but kind of similar. So... Before I started CrossFit, I, I smoked all the time. So when, I, when I stopped did, smoking, smoke? I smoked, um, well, I mean, a lot of things. In the end, it was Marble Ultralights just because, why not? <laughs> ultralights, that's our first Ultralights. <laughs> I mean, so. you know, yeah. cloves, palm oil, all I chloride. smoked <laughs> cloves, yeah, I yeah, did cloves. Yeah. Right, might as well hit it hard if you're going to go yeah. for it. Um, anyway, so when I quit smoking, when I made that when I made that d- decision or that choice to quit smoking, I would go running instead. So every time I wanted to smoke, I would just go run. So I think I, I met wow. those thresholds ahead of time to, like, I know I might have to do X in order to, to meet Y, right? And if I didn't get a good run, I might come back feeling like I still want to smoke a cigarette, you know?
1: That's a, that's a um, cool thing. I, I wonder, I think I heard Gary say that. Like every time you want to do something that you know you shouldn't do, do 10 burpees first. I'm
2: a firm believer of, and, and I've seen this in my gym and a lot of gyms that I've been to, you you just, people just switch their addiction, right? So right. like I know a lot of people right. who used to be drug addicts and they just switched their addiction to CrossFit. And I think that's why it's so successful because you can get, you can get that same high Ish, right? Out of doing something that's obviously more beneficial for your body, but at the same time, you're you're just backloading what it is you're trying to get rid of. So if you have a if you have a mindful approach to it, and, and it's cognizant that I need to get rid of this piece, and I can switch it out for that piece, well, why not, right? So that's kind of how I started it, and then CrossFit was just an adjunct to that. Like,
1: oh, so you were already on the path?
2: Oh, I had already started running, and I'd already started like trying to do crazy things that I didn't know anything about. I mean, I went to high school for a couple of years and I didn't know how to do anything, right? I could jump rope and maybe do some push-ups. But those things became to grow and came to grow. And then through the rest of the story, I, then I finally found the CrossFit gym and it was like, they're just going to tell me what to do. So this is perfect. Right.
1: <laughs> They'll administer the beating. Yep. <laughs> Eric Naceel here. He's running the equipment that allows us to see the podcast and switch cameras awesome. and, and do research and pull up stuff on the screen. Uh, Matt Bishop, head of CrossFit social media, and the man, Todd Ellis, that I met in Washington for, I spoke to you for about five or ten minutes, you came across, you were very intense. Thank you. And you mentioned, um, one the one thing that stuck with me in our very brief conversation was you... Are back working in the high school that you came from, from the same principal you had. Almost. Almost, okay. Spirit of the story is close. And that (laughs) you were so proud, basically, my words, not yours, um, to go back and show them that a fuck-up like yourself could come back and contribute. You may have not contributed or participated the first time, but you're – mostly correct you're gonna right. do it okay un- yeah. unfuck my story yeah so, uh,
2: i'm not sure how much of your story i can unfuck but all i'll right, try that right. piece. <laughs> yeah so uh so it's a long story and i won't rewind all the way i'll just start to but hear. the high school stuff's gonna be fun i want to hear all so, the bad stuff you did in high school. so i uh, let's were you kicked out of high school i was kicked out oh, awesome. well i mean i was kicked out of multiple points but then i just okay. ejected because okay. fuck that right so um let me figure out a place to start so uh in, tw- in October 26, no, nope, even further, so my son, my youngest son's fifth grade school, or all of their elementary schools, was the same elementary school I went to, so it's all within the same district. Um, in fifth grade, and even before that, I would chaperone the fifth grade kids on various trips, you know, like uh, like the end of school days, you know, like the summer vacations about to start, so we have like a field day, mm-hmm. la, 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 this and that, so... I would work with the teachers, and I would work with the, the physical education teacher there at that school, and I would say, okay, how can I help you in these ways? So at, the, at his why, fifth Why grade, physical education teachers? Just because they were the ones that promoted the physical education for okay. the field day Were, were right
0: you now. already doing CrossFit at this point? No. Okay.
2: So uh, maybe just, just right. just like barely. So I must have been, actually, in retrospect. So um, So I would work with her, and then she was like, this is my last year of doing this. And I was like, what does that mean? And she told me basically they're going to trim my job next year because No Child Left Behind Act has made it so we have to keep up to this bar of standards in order to get the funding for our district in order to teach the kids these things that they have to do. So I'm like, I don't know about that. So the next the next year I went with this. Make ripples. a
1: note: someone trying to do something good ends up d- hurting, right? Doing students, bad, right?
2: In the long run, so, and okay. the community. I mean, it just it just ripples, right? So. Um, so I was like pretty dumbstruck and I thought, well, what can I do? I didn't know exactly at that point, like how could I affect, I, I knew I had to impact these kids, but I didn't know how it was gonna happen. So, so the, the, the clarifying moment for that was, I was the chaperone for a fifth grade, or the sixth, it was the fifth grade. Um, they went to the YMCA. So the YMCA had taken over the PE at the school for the lack of the teacher. And they would come once a week, I think, and they would do ridiculously non-PE kind of shit because they only had a certain amount of time. So they 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 welcomed us to the YMCA to come have, like, a field day at the YMCA. So I went there. Give me an example of what they would do. So I can I can spell out the entire day for you. So it was, like, uh, we'll have dodgeball, which was highly engaging. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. cool. I love My dodgeball. The kids were, like, okay, it was so and, right? Like, there was some other, like, basketball, you know. You have to have different focuses for different kids, so it's kind of hard to get everybody into one modality. But... Um, as the day went on, the apex of the day was going to be the swimming pool. Like it's going to be game on. We're going to squirt each other and fuck around. You know? <laughs> right. Right. So right. I'm just one of three chaperones. So the other chaperone, this doesn't matter. So, um, so I sat there, and, and it was lunchtime before we went to the pool. And uh, we're eating pizza and ridiculously horrible shit. We're feeding kids Coca-Cola. And I'm like, OK, well, Naturally. I mean, it's YMCA. This is probably what happens, right? Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, in the back of my head, I'm like, this is totally against my paleo <laughs> like This is not going to happen, right? So I'm trying to set an example. I'm trying to talk to the teacher about you know, just trying to figure out the way I was going to get into it. So we get to the pool, right? So I go into, and my son is part of this class. So I go into the locker room with all these boys. <laughs> and that's awkward enough for kids of fifth grade, right? So I go in there and I was like, all right, we're going to get all jazzed up for this pool and we're going to go and we're going to, you know, whatever. So the girls' locker room and the boys' locker room spill out in the same place. So we come out and I'm like leading the charge, like, yeah, let's get in the pool, right? And as soon as they hit the deck of the pool, I watched the girls turn into like, I don't want anybody to see me. Like, like, Completely ashamed in, in, in of their the, bodies
1: in the fifth grade.
2: In the fifth grade, completely ashamed of their bodies and and all of that. I get it. Whatever girls and boys demographics sometimes are different, but then when I saw the boys do the same thing, I knew that there was going to be a bigger problem. If I wasn't lost,
1: ashamed until the seventh grade. I'm though. just saying, seventh grade's pretty awkward. Ninth, I was ashamed. Right. What was your haircut like in seventh grade? Same one. Okay.
0: <laughs> see like Fabio back there Right.
1: I was a kid that wore the t-shirt out at the pool. It was fucked. Don't and, ever do that. It,
2: there was those guys too. Yeah. With like the um, you know swim like, in your t-shirt. Yeah. Exactly. God. But as I watch this progress and their reluctance to get in the pool and their reluctance to engage when 10 minutes ago this was like this was going to be it right right it, it just saddened me and I was like at that point I knew that it, somehow and when the future of my life I would impact these kids through CrossFit so that's kind of where it all started I don't remember the root question but that's senior it
1: senior year we went to the water slides yeah how'd that go that was just hard for me sounds dramatic that was <laughs> fucking hard that was hard that was hard I mean I did it I did it I did it yeah. but it was hard good job
2: oh sorry so I can go back so that's where it started in, in the district and how I'm helping the kids so that was the same school so
1: that's what you do you help kids in a school district I help
2: kids yeah. in a school district so um, and that pool was the catalyst the like that pool moment. was the catalyst that's where it all started I, I knew that there was until I totally came on that day I was like I, there's something I need to do with these kids I'm not sure what it is yet but this is what I need to do
1: is your 5th grade boy your oldest kid
2: He's my youngest kid. Youngest kid. Yeah, so he's now in ninth grade. <clears> and how old your oldest kid? She is twenty-two.
1: So you started having kids at twenty? A- indeed. Nineteen. Well, right on the cusp. Her 19. birthday's on the
2: sixteenth. I'm on the twenty-second. So you were humping on the nineteenth. I was just doing something around those lines, nine months earlier. And you're like still her. with your wife? Um. So my daughter is out of wedlock, and then I have three sons with my current wife, and we've been married for sixteen years. Wow! Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. So.
1: Holy shit. Yeah. Right. Three sons. That's a lot with three yeah, sons. yeah, yeah, my three
2: sons. You know, it's pretty, yeah, pretty crazy.
1: Uh, you were born in the state of Washington. Uh huh. And what city? Um, Tacoma.
2: And you were naughty kid. i terrible. I was a terrible, terrible child. What I happened? Was, why were you naughty uh, kid? Well, I mean, it go. It's a deep, deep rabbit pit. But I'll just give you kind of the glaze over situation. So, I used to live um, not not far from here in Long California. Uh uh-huh. yeah. my dad always worked for the prison system, so we were there at. I think it's lompoc uh-huh,
1: yeah lompoc's S- tough place so Can be tough he worked town. there yep.
2: um when i was conceived actually we were at another prison in Mac- on mcneil island um in the state of washington which is now a sexual offender unit but doesn't really matter not what did he do at the prison um he was like in the mechanical um like maintenance kind of stuff okay like, not beating the prisoners stuff. no he's not a prisoner okay. I mean, or, or not he might be a prisoner prisoners. of his own mind but i don't know he wasn't that. a prison guard i guess <laughs> no not at okay all. so okay. he was outside of the population i think at the most of the time or outside of interfacing with the population. So anyways, we'd always chase the prison system around per his jobs, right? So um, we ended up in Lompoc and, uh, can't remember where I was going with this story.
1: And then how did you go end up from Washington?
2: So I'd always been from Washington. We, we went to different places and then finally I ended up there. So the school, the, the school district that I went to is also in Tacoma, just South Tacoma, it's called Parkland. Um, and, and child, my, my, and child, what was childhood like for you? Fighting? Oh, I'm sorry. This is where I was going. So eighth grade or eight years old, um, I was, I was, um, I was diagnosed with ADHD, like out of control. Like I don't know if they were looking for a label or whatnot. I got a lot of baggage on that shit. But um, so anyway, so that's where that's. And kind what of is where that? What I mean, I hear that term thrown around. What what? Right, it's a that? label, especially back then. Um, I'm a hyper person, but I think that through my my acceptance of how I am is just what I do, right? So I'm kind of bitter that my parents try to suppress the person I am, but I realize what parenting is like. So you always try to look for the best possible situation for your child and I think that's what it was at that time. So I don't I try not Wow, hold, I agree with that. That's, I try not to hold a lot of like that's you gotta kind of fuck me up. Yes. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna yeah, do? Yeah. Right. So uh, so through that, like I became this crazy so ADHD is just – you have a lot of energy. I have tons of energy and I have a really hard time focusing on more than one – so the best way to equate it is imagine this, these are televisions, right? And there's like 15 of them and I'm trying to pay attention to all 15 at one time when you can just go, oh, it's CrossFit Games over there. I, I, I can't do that.
1: Is that only – I mean is its it is – it- do you have focus? Are there some things that do cause you to focus? Absolutely. Like you're like, holy shit, I, I actually, I don't have I focus like a mofo.
2: Well, well, that's a that's a part of it, right? So, when I do catch something that I focus on, it's game on. Like, I will dive into that, like, the deepest pool you've ever seen, right? So.
1: You find a book you like, you stay up all night reading the whole fucking thing. I can't read books, I fall
2: asleep, but I'll listen to audiobook until I wear my headphones out. So, it's the same kind of idea. But, okay. yeah. But, like, um, so, for example, like, my background, my, my current career is in, is in computers, right? Computer science. But, like, in there, I Find the flow, and when I when I'm tra- when I'm challenged with those problems and solving those problems, I can stay up for two days. <laughs> you know, I I gotta solve this problem, so there's a certain amount of focus that goes into it, and I think that's where I've been able to learn. Like. Those are the things that you should focus on cuz those are the things that most interest you. Instead of being like inundated with a whole bunch of bullshit that I may or may not need, I don't really have to go to that point. I just find the things I'm focused on and that's where I drill into. And that's where I've found the best success. So, in my career in CrossFit, like these are the things that I do. Do so. you watch TV now? I don't watch TV at all. No. No. So, I knew that. Yeah. I mean, I TV is a waste of effort and time and money. <sighs> You... But my kids play Fortnite. And they go all day long. <laughs> no, they don't, they don't, not the only one. Yeah, right. It's, it's embarrassing. actually. <laughs> at, at so at eight so at eight years old they put you on some sort of medication. They put me on Ritalin, mm-hmm. and which stunted my growth completely. So. Um, from age eight to probably age twelve, I didn't grow much, so I was always a very small child. Oh shit! Yeah. Really? Yeah. I never heard it's that about terrible. Ritalin. Yeah. Yeah. I never heard that either. Oh, it's awful. Well, at least for me, it was it was like one of the worst experiences.
0: I remember the kids in elementary school that would have to go to get Ritalin, like from the nurse before or after lunch or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. It was always like a like a walk of shame. Yep, absolutely. Like and it, no and shit. That the funny story yeah. is
2: um, when I was in fifth grade at the same school where I where I saw my son and his problems, um, or his class's problems. Uh, I remember when I came back from California, I went to, th- so I was here, then I left in third, fourth grade in California, then I came back to fifth grade and the day, well, not the day, but the year I came back and uh, and somebody broke into the nurse's room after hours and stole all of the Ritalin, like, <laughs> oh. was, like methamphetamines was running rampant and they just broke into the school and took did, all the shit.
1: Did they have that walk of shame that Matt was talking about at your school too?
2: I did, yeah. You did? There wasn't many like me and now that I actually think back, I don't there was probably maybe one or two of us that knew that we were this way. But this is the shitty part about it. Like, <laughs> suddenly I have a label, right, that makes me different than everybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. And, th- and it, that becomes an uphill battle like later in your life because then you're Completely. like, oh, I'm kind of this guy, but I kind of got this thing. It's like baggage, you know? Like, Hey,
1: um, I can't remember the example I heard recently. I heard a great one about it. But... Uh, I I remember I can remember the kids names who in the 4th grade were still pulling their pants down to their ankles to I'm take saying. a piss. Yeah. And like even up to high school I thought of them as like that kid. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, imagine living with a I mean you yeah. have the same haircut but it's a little right, bit different. Right. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> People don't forget. No.
2: No. And actually they'll exploit it. So it's kind of ruthless <laughs> with kids. They're fuckers, but <laughs> anyways. so um mm. so yeah, so that's that's how I got um into that same that same predicament in that same school. And then I went through that school district for the rest of my well, for as long as I wanted to go, so I went to the middle school. About seventh grade, I figured out that marijuana existed, and so... Seventh
1: grade? Right,
2: yeah. So I was a, I was like a three six, three eight student until I realized that it was party time. So I kind of got that out of the way early. <laughs> In my mind, I kind of think that way. Um, <laughs> So, once I realized that, then it became the rebellion stage, but very early. So, most kids don't have that, right? So, then it became a different facet of how my parents are going to attack. Like, now we're going to step up our game with a little more psychology and a little more... Where idea. do you get weed when you're in the seventh grade? Right. From from my, my buddy who lived down the street. It was great. And he takes it from his parents? His mom was Filipino, yeah. He stole that shit right out of her ashtray. It was great. Wow. Yeah. But anyway, so, so that's that's when I started. So, after that, it's a slippery slope, right? So, I started... Um, so before I know it, I'm smoking joints at school, and then I'm then I'm not going to school sometime to smoke joint, and then I'm like, maybe I'll have some, you know, Purple Source Rex and Night Train, and then pretty soon I'm like Ooh. the party guy, and then it, so it had names like that even back then. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> Purple Source. <right>? Yeah, <laughs> Kool Aid always makes it fun. <laughs> they so don't weird. fuck around.
1: Did you make Did you make it out of the eighth grade? Okay, by okay. No, like, no, no, I made it too. Did to... you ever
2: get held back? <laughs> I got I was held back in fifth grade. This is where it started. Oh sorry. Did you already I'm say sorry. that? No. So oh, when hmm. I so when we came back from California I took fifth grade and then my parents didn't think that I was that, that I I don't know if they didn't think that or if I actually didn't achieve some kind of marker. I don't know what it takes, but Yeah, color um, inside the lines. Yeah, right. Maybe. <laughs> so I maybe I was just blurring it to make it pretty. <laughs> so anyways, I went to fifth grade at a different school and that school was the school that my children now go to. So I live a block away from that school.
1: So in the fifth grade you're held back. Right. You're taking Ritalin. Yep. That's a double whammy. Absolutely. Being held back now, everyone's like, "Oh shit, he's yep. tarted. big time." And then you get to the eighth, seventh grade. You you don't just dabble in weed. You're you're a focused individual, committed to the cause. I'm definitely. I mean, I'm not quite yet evolved
2: to water pipes but I'm, I'm getting there
1: um, how long before you can roll your own joint can you roll a joint in the eighth grade I still can't roll a good joint oh, so okay really you never get that skill no that was the best part about right. smoking cigarettes rolling your own yeah, right. it was just kind of this I just I could just buy a okay and you switch to school. are you fighting at this point
2: no are I you... never had any um, aggression really that I can remember no, there was never anything like that. I was just more the, um, I'm the youngest of, of three, so my older sisters. Um, so I've always kind of been the class clown, you know, the, the funny guy in the family scapegoat, however you want to look at it. So, another label, right? So like all these things just kind of add up, but, um, I was always just the, like the most popular guy. Like, you know, I mean, in terms of, he's a funny motherfucker. <laughs> I like, get my way out of almost anything just because of my humor. So I found myself doing that with teachers, and then later manipulating kind of the administration of the system to kind of get out of things that were a little more heavy that I probably shouldn't have been into. So. It's kind of it's kind of
1: funny being the funny guy, right, in class because all the shit that the teachers think that they're doing to punish you or kind of shit that like you're thriving off of, like right. they make a dunce cap to make a kid wear to yep. humiliate him and check you're out
2: like, my attention. And you're like,
1: oh fuck, I want that. <laughs> yeah, right. I gotta get that. <laughs> you
2: know what yes, I mean? is yep. that what you were? Yep. Were you the funny oh, kid Oh, if, if
1: a teacher said something like, "I had a long weekend," I'd be like, "Did you go out with a guy?" <laughs> I mean, right? I was just that guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah. if you, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. If you yeah. leave yeah. a string hanging, I'm coming yep. at you. Twist knife. Yeah, yeah. So,
2: yeah. So, so there was that, and then. Uh, ninth grade, I, I struggled bad, and again, like, my parents were coming with, up with all these interesting ways to try to figure out what was wrong with me or, you know, try to correct what they saw as being wrong with me. You so, weren't playing sports? Um, I ran cross-country in ninth grade. My sisters, oh, My sisters were heavily into sports, like, well, like my sister was a basketball star, my other sister was, like, the soccer keeper, so... Uh, um, so yeah. so I did play sports, but it wasn't for my own enjoyment. It was just to try to keep up with like the expectation, I think. Yeah. Almost. Cross country's hardcore. Cross country is hardcore. It's badass actually. So
1: my all say. my friends who did it had pretty crazy discipline. Like they were the weirdos in high school who were already like jogging on the weekends. Yep. Yeah. Like you'd be at their house, spend a night and they'd be like, I'm gonna go for yeah. a run. And I'd be but, like
2: what? Yeah, That's like my fun. dad used to take me though so he kind of approached it a different way. Um, and I don't wanna I don't wanna place any blame, but like my mom was kind of uh, more looking for the the pharmaceutical side or or maybe that 's just what was offered her, and she took it. My dad was more like he ran in high school cross country but like he would go run ridiculous amounts of miles like 100 miles like to the mountain and back from my house like this in in high school so i think he knew that there was like an endorphin system and there was like this thing that you could you could equal out your shit if you was just some put doing of mental into illness it. on yeah. 100 he miles right. <laughs> yeah. i will went, run you into yeah, the yeah, ground yeah. and he did it in like, figure something out. and he did it in like chucks right so fucking good luck with that so uh, yeah. i don't even know how he did it but he but wow. he, he curbed me to the way of 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 mental mental toughness and and push yourself through these barriers and things like that so i give him credit for that where you know like oh you had a hard day yesterday let's go run a couple of miles before you get up for school right so
1: and you did that with him
2: i did that with him yeah oh that's so, awesome yeah it was pretty cool that's a good memory right yeah, absolutely so yeah did, could he beat you uh, he kicked my ass when we were back then, but, I mean, I haven't ran in a long time. His knees are shot from running in Chuck. so what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> but he was telling me a couple years ago, I tried to tell him to get across, but he's like, oh, I might start running again, but that should never happen. So. He's still up in Washington. He's in Squam. He my mom live in Squam. They've been married for like,
1: Where is that? Is that Washington?
2: Forever. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, it's like on the peninsula of Washington.
1: Sort. So um, your parents are still married?
2: Absolutely, yeah. So
1: you come from a, 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 a whole household?
2: Yeah. Pretty stable in those respects.
1: <laughs> uh, and you um, had two older sisters? Two older sisters. And your sophomore year in high school, um, something goes sideways and, and you start
2: getting... Things had started building to the point where I was having more fun coming to lunch than I was coming to school. And then at some point, the grades just degraded to a point where the counselors made it clear that I, there was no way I was going to catch up at the, point, at the rate that I was going. So I just said, well, I'm just not going to come to school anymore. So...
1: I um, did that. I cut first period all the fucking time. I know, to where yeah. I to mean, a point I cut where first it's through stress... fourth
2: and then fifth through seventh. So
1: Did it, did that used to stress you out? <laughs> no, I loved it. Like you, I'd cut ten days in a row and be like, Oh fuck, how am I gonna go back? And I would start having dreams like that the teacher didn't recognize me and that? Right no,
2: no. I just didn't care if they recognized me or not. <laughs> I hated <Yeah>. that
1: shit. <laughs> did you throw food in the cafeteria?
2: I did not do that. Oh okay. No. But I had a good time. What was, what was so fun about lunch? Uh, social hours. It's great to oh, see just, your friends again. Just
1: something, <laughs>
0: like, something not academic? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: They're like, what are you
0: doing all morning? Uh, Is
1: that scary, dropping out of school? That's all you know. That's your life, right? Uh, Kindergarten through ninth grade. It's like...
2: I, well, I was in ten- the middle of 10th grade when I called it quits. So... Um, Maybe, maybe I was just into my into my junior year, but clearly not enough credits to be a sophomore so um my parents were pissed, but they didn't know what to do right and then I have this high bar of my sisters who are like valedictorians and all stuff oh shit. shit wow so it's yep. like they never played the why can't you be like your sister card but I felt it clearly like okay, of course, this is how it goes so I just decided I was going to take my own way so i'm so i I pretty much alienated myself from my family at that point and i I had a girlfriend at the point at that time I was um maybe it's all kind of fuzzy but like i moved to florida with her when i was 17 years old and then stayed a year there and then completely fucked up my life financially just didn't pay for anything and just wrote checks like like whatever right so and then i came back dude that's some
1: crazy culture shock from uh washington florida at 17 right
2: yeah pretty much was your girlfriend cool yeah she was cool and then she wasn't in the end but so I moved down there with her and her family, her and her mom, and then um, and then I came back a year later. And luckily, my parents were um, big enough people to allow me to come back and live with them. So I did that. Um, I did that for a year. We again we moved back onto the island. My dad was still in the prison system with on McNeil so I moved back there to an island which I don't know if you've ever lived on an island no it's, you can only mm-hmm. get there by ferry there go, all this, this is
1: off the coast of uh,
2: Washington yeah in the Puget Sound so um, you only have certain amount of times you can get there because there's only a ferry that can take you or a boat that takes you you're riding the boat with prisoners it's like it's a crazy different world right so um, at this, oh because there's people always coming and going yeah right and they have like prisoner um, like Like the good prisoners can run the boat, you know, like they have these. Oh, shit. Yeah. So then you got the cops and yeah, it's like crazy shit. Anyways. I like that the
1: good prisoners can run the boat. Yeah.
2: They allow them to do the boat shit. So uh, I did that for a year. And then um, and then I went to live with my grandparents, uh, my dad's parents for probably about six months. And they were all your parents were tired of your shit. They'd always been tired of my shit, but when I got back here it was kind of just back into the same friends, back into the same shit, right. Um, so anyway, so I've lived with my grandparents for six months or whatever my dad's parents and then my my dad's dad, which is not very cool to say, but he was probably my favorite grandparent. And so at one point, he was just like, You got to go because you're just eroding your life. Like, what you're doing here is not helping you at all. So, were you, doing dr- were you doing drugs? Uh, always. Like, I was mm-hmm. always smoking and drinking, like, up to that point.
1: Any good ones? Like, any meth or coke? No, or, uh, I never got
2: any shit like that. But, um, good ones. Yeah, right. <laughs> no needles. So I got a no <laughs> needle now. policy. So, well, really good with that. Started. Uh, so, anyways, I lived with them for a minute. And, and then, um, that's when I met, uh, the mother of my daughter. And, and obviously we had a child. And then, um, Yeah. So then I had a kid, and then I'm my wife now. Did you get a job when your grandparents kicked you out? I was a roofer at that point. Oh, I had a roofing job. Ooh, that's tough work. It's no bullshit. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, it's not as hot as it is here, but still, though, bent over off the ground, like yeah. So, are you
1: scared when you have that first kid?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think anybody would be scared of the first kid they have, unless you plan it. i They're mean terrified of, it. Plan, terrified, it. terrified of every kid. I wake up in the middle <laughs> yeah. of the night now with cold sweats. Like, yeah, I, have,
0: I haven't even I think... had a kid and I'm terrified. Yeah, of it. <laughs> you should be. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Todd, you're... you're... You're living with – you so, you, so you meet this woman. Yep. Does she
2: have a job when you get pregnant? She has a job. Uh, she works at Burger King.
1: And you're a roofer? And I'm a roofer. And you, do you guys live in an apartment? We live with her parents. Her parents, okay. Mm-hmm. And Is that weird? Yeah, very. Are you still friends with her parents? Um, one of them is not here anymore, but no, not the other one. So. And
2: uh, when you have the baby, do you guys still live there? We lived there for – yep, for about six months. And then we move out to an apartment, and then um, at, at about the year marker is when I realized that shit wasn't going to work, like, it's not going to happen, and that's when I met my current wife. Did she
1: move back in with her parents when you left?
2: Yeah, for a little bit, and then she moved out.
1: So you is cross country the first thing sport you ever did?
2: I played soccer and t-ball as a very young child, but... Never enjoyed it. Okay. I mean. In, in, Something I to get my energy off, right? My parents were like, <laughs> he's got way too much. To okay. Uh,
1: you, like you don't remember it like 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 it wasn't part of your identity. I'm a soccer player. No. In oh. um, cross country, you only ran for one year, your freshman year? Yep. And between your freshman year and being 18 years old or 19 years old and separating from your first, um, was she, did you guys ever get married? No. From Thank your first God. girlfriend. Um, did you do any sports? No. Did you have membership at the Golds? No. I did curls with a bottle. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Barstool um, hero. Yeah, right. You're 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 pretty lean.
2: Have you always been lean? No, I used to be a lot heavier. Well, two fifteen, I think, is the highest I've ever. How, how much Holy do you weigh right now? One eighty. How tall are you? About six foot five eleven.
1: Oh, yeah. oh, you look you look leaner than one eighty. But I guess you're pretty tall. I mean, I'm wearing a red shirt, so
2: it keeps me thin.
1: When you're <laughs> um, when you're a roofer, are you tied to the top of the roof. How does that work?
2: Do you ever fall off a roof? No, I never fell off a roof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that's It's scary on a roof Yeah depending on the pitch It can be Terrifying Tricky Yeah
1: And that's some career ending shit right It could be Like was... um, I, f- I feel like I've known A half dozen roover- roofers In
2: my life That like
1: Actually they don't ever tell you the story Someone else tells you the story <laughs> That guy used to not be
2: like that yeah, Right He fell off a roof Yeah Even falling from a ladder Can do that to you So
1: but yeah and are you tied to the top of the roof? Yeah, they have like clip-ons and oh, stanchions and, and all that. Kind and of did you always do that like to, to code to snuff?
2: No, no, definitely not always. So depend- I remember this one time actually. There was a guy who was like the roofing lead of this roofing company I worked for. And we had this thing. Um, there's a different kind of roofing. It's called torch down. So it's like a rollout mat of, I don't know, maybe quarter-inch thick rubber. And then it uh, has this wagon. For the lack of a better term, that you put it on, and it has torches that melt it, that adhere it to the roof, and then oh. to itself. So you overlap it. They called it the dragon wagon. Cool. I
1: remember Is one time. Is it like m- melting a dull d- What are they called? Dulcimer, Dol- Dol- dulmer, Dulmer, Dulmer mat? Just onto.
2: It's kind of the same idea. Just
1: melting a giant piece of rubber onto. A roof? I guess
2: yeah. Okay, basically, that's cool. Except for it's a huge roll that weighs okay. like hundred pounds. You got to put on it's it. It's like you're tarring it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for it's a sheets of tar instead of mops, right? So okay. this guy that uh, that I worked with took this dragon wagon, this this apparatus. that probably weighed. 150 pounds probably more it was just like quarter inch steel you know it was ridiculous up on an extension ladder that was like 25 feet and just hauling it <laughs> and I'm watching the ladder bend and I'm thinking to myself there's no way in hell you're gonna get me to do some shit like that <laughs> but that was a crazy story about roofing wow yeah. this,
1: this doesn't end with him falling off
2: no he didn't fall off but if he did he would have been done for sure so. damn yep
1: Um. you find your new wife yep uh, she's the best thing ever. And was she at the party? No, That I saw you at? No, she's very you. antisocial. Okay, yeah. me too. And um, and what do you do? What's your vocation now? What do you switch to?
2: I'm a computer. I work in computer science, so I work at Microsoft. But but I mean, do you switch to that at twenty? No, uh-uh. so, uh, so cheese. Let's see. When I say now, I don't mean now. No, I mean um, so I've had jobs all the way from. Uh, I moved to Minnesota for a while to be a garbage man. Did with, she Did she go with you? With her, with her family. So I went, I moved there to meet her. You rode the truck. I drove a truck, but I rode a car there.
1: Uh, <laughs> Is her family rich?
2: <laughs> no, no. Because gar- there's money in the garbage business, right? Nah, well, I mean, maybe, but. Not there, so I don't know. Isn't sure. it owned uh, by the Armenians?
1: And I think it is in the Bay Area. I There's some
2: a, pretty it depends big. Depends on where you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely a mafia of some sort. It's yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so no, but I've done every. I've I've had every, almost every job you could imagine. I've fueled planes on runways at SeaTac. I've done. I mean, I've been. I worked at Burger King for a while. Like I've had. I had all these jobs, never with any focus, just because, like I said, I, I can't keep focused on something that doesn't get me anywhere. But at the same time, I need to have money to support all the things I do. So. um So yeah, so at probably about 20, let's see, it was after my son was born. So 1998, I think he was probably under a year old and we we went to Minnesota. So we drove to Minnesota in the middle of winter in a Volkswagen GTI, which was even more interesting. Wow. Front, front wheel drive, um, yeah, absolutely. slippery, yeah, but it's a quick little car. It's yeah, a badass. Anyways, you still have it? Yeah, absolutely. My grandpa gave it to me. Actually, <coughs> wow, yeah, it's pretty cool. So anyway, so we drove to Minnesota. I stayed there for a year with her family, and then that got kind of tense because we were living at their house, and we weren't sure if we wanted to stay there. And it was so much different than excuse in, me, like any climate where I've ever been. If you've ever been to a. Minnesota winter and then a summer no. following that, it's fucking ridiculous. Don't no. go there. It's, okay. it's horrible. Don't go to Minnesota. It's not for the winter. Okay. I, mean, I mean, unless you're used to winters like that, but I wasn't.
1: I was in Madison. They said it wasn't even cold, and it was so cold that like I had to run back to the car. Yeah, like I yeah.
2: remember smoking cigarettes outside. It's like negative degrees, and I'm thinking, why am I even smoking? Time degrees? to quit. <laughs> yeah, right. for sure. So, uh, so we moved there for a while. Then I came back, um, and then. Uh, then I got a, a job at Microsoft after that. So that's where that all ties in. So I was And how old were you then? Probably twenty. It was um two th- two thousand two thousand? Must have been two thousand. So I watched So, so you've I been at Microsoft the, for eighteen years. I watched the towers fall at Microsoft. Fifteen years. July yep. two thousand two. How many? Fifteen. Fifteen.
1: Okay. Fifteen. Wow, 15. 15. Wow, congratulations. It was like fifteen
2: years fifteen years as a full time employee. I had two years before that as a vendor.
1: Oh. That's impressive.
0: Yeah, right,
2: Andy, so you you're an iPhone guy? Well, I mean, I want something that works. <laughs> <laughs>
0: barely.
1: When barely, their phone ain't
2: making the cut. Apple well, looking they... for and...
1: Um <laughs> I think only one percent of the phones out there are Windows phones. I
2: don't think they even are out there anymore.
1: No. Whatever. The Microsoft store in Portland's pretty cool. Okay. I never thought I'd say that, <laughs> but it actually is pretty cool. It's just it's a replica of Apple Store, right? it's I, I, just I, dirty. I mean, it's very, it's a it's a, it's a clean place. Have you seen that computer that they have this giant touchscreen?
2: The Surface? Or, yeah. The, not the, the not the laptop yeah, yeah, or the... Yeah, it's something different, but... Yeah. yeah, yeah it's but, cool. Yeah. They have a lot of cool... Um, there's a lot of cool innovation coming out of there. It's a great place to work, but it's... Um, I'm not going to undercut it. It's, it's been a major piece of my life. For, for
1: we need someone from Apple to come and explain to us why they can have released <laughs> stuff five years after other people and be successful, but when other people release it, it's not successful. I'm not sure of the answer to that.
2: Yeah. There's the
1: Microsoft store.
2: <laughs> That's in a mall, right? Yeah. That's perfect. Is it at least in Redmond cause, or Bellevue? Because uh, that would be great.
1: <laughs> when does your path do – you, do, you, do you feel your life get better at some point? Do you feel like, okay, I'm getting disciplined. I'm getting – like at this young age, like okay, I'm can't put. i getting grips with this thing, this ADHD no. thing. Mm-mm. When do you stop taking Ritalin?
2: Um, well, Ritalin was gone for a long time. So okay. I went from Ritalin when I was a kid to um, I think it was called Dexedrine. No. Dexedrine is a diet pill. Um I can't remember. Start with the D. Anyways, it was just—it's just another iteration. So yeah, as you know, the pharmaceuticals just make stronger and stronger and better and better. So, um, so I had I just kept taking drugs until I was probably about seventeen, and then I was at the same point where I cut out of school completely. I was like, I don't have money for this. A, B, it's—I don't really like it. It's not really getting me anywhere. So that's—I just—you didn't like it. I just went off the off the reservation. And you haven't been on since? Uh, actually, I am now. So I take Daytrana, which is another another form of methylphenidate, but. I only do it so I can keep keep my focus on things. So
1: And does it work?
2: It works great, yeah. Is it
1: something you are okay with or something you want to get off of?
2: No, it's um That's a deep question. So in the last five years I've I've found different ways spiritually to to like straighten my mind out. But I it's so busy in there that, that I do a much better job at that with being medicated so um, yes i would like to get off it eventually but at the same time <clears throat> i realize <clears throat> excuse me the gains that it gives me and the and the, the clarity that i can get on the other side with that so i i just keep at it so
1: there's gonna be a leap here do you do it for your kids do what take the take the medication
2: what do you mean for my kids? to be a better parent
1: yeah, like you're not gonna fuck around. Like you're gonna like whatever um, whatever it takes. You're not like like if you didn't have kids, you would be like, okay, I'm just gonna deal with this bullshit, and I don't care if I lose my job or this something goes sideways. But I have kids, and I'm gonna. Fuck oh, you.
2: in that respect, um, I can do it both ways. Yeah, let's just leave it at that. Like, okay. I mean, I'm definitely a different person without it. So I'm a, I'm more shoot from the hip, more sporadic, like game on on anything, and and when it when it's rolling, I'm I'm way more focused on the things that I. I I think I need to be focused on or the things like I was telling you earlier the the things that bring me that kind of joy that kind of kind of depth in my being that's what I do at that point so I I, I employ it as a tool to make myself more focused on the things that I think are important
1: do you work at the giant uh, Microsoft campus?
2: yeah in Washington yeah it's a yeah, and it's going to get a lot bigger, actually. they they got some plans to make it super Wow, huge. that's awesome.
1: Yeah. I, I went there a couple of times, and I just go, I mean, you know, uh, there were, like, clothes washing services, and have, haircuts, and foods. Yeah. yeah, you never have oh, to Oh, you've leave. been there recently? Yeah. Uh, the Commons over there. Four or five years ago. Yeah, so right
2: about that. Beautiful. Side. Yeah. Unbelievable. A lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, maybe we can have a cross oh. campus like that. It would be great.
0: We got our cafeteria with LaCroix. We (laughs) got to get
2: a better (laughs) podcast. No, this one's perfect. This is perfect.
1: It's a little warm. It's a little warm. Oh, my God. I, I yawned a few times. Okay, so you are now with child back from Minnesota have a job at Microsoft. So two hey, children
2: at that point. And two children. Yep. And, oh, you make another one in Minnesota? No, I had one on the way there, so I had my daughter and oh. there, there was another son that came with me there. So
1: when you moved in with your um in-laws, you had there were four of you.
2: There were uh, my daughter stayed with her mom, so I had a parenting plan at that point, so she had basically custody. And so I just had my wife myself and my son at
1: that okay. point. Okay. Yeah. And then you and then you come back when you get the job at Mike when you get the job at Microsoft, mm-hmm. you still only have two. You have two. Right. You have and, a, okay.
2: And then in 2001 comes the next one.
1: Okay. Yep. Um, and now at this point you're 200 and – have you turned
2: into a big man yet? Um, yeah, I was uh, – so the, thing, the funny thing about Microsoft is the old Microsoft, which is not to be confused with the new culture there, um, was very um, work hard, play hard focused. But to to a fault, right? So for people like me, I was already coming from that deficit, so I would work hard, and then it was fucking game on, right? So, like I would tell, I suggest with people, which wasn't actually funny. I would get way more fucked up at work than I would ever be at home, and they'd be like, "How is that even possible?" (laughs) But it was actually So, so, so.
1: There was a time at Microsoft you could be drinking a beer and be on your computer. Oh my
2: god! Like that was not even, yeah. Like you could be next to a keg drinking a beer. Wow, oh, like, no uh, wonder yeah. that company flourished. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so, but at the same time, uh, I don't know if that was typical. We partied hard, but I don't think we partied the way that I partied in my group. Um, obviously, I had some misconceptions. So I, so I partied a little bit harder than most people, but that didn't help me at all, right?
1: Was there a gym on campus at that
2: point? Um, they have like a, um, what they call now a Stay Fit program. So they subsidize um, a gym, and they always had that gym. So, um, so there was a there was a place you could go, and it was basically you just had to pay tax on the membership, and and you could go there freely. So yeah, they had a gym, but next to campus, but not in campus.
1: Isn't there so? Well, what's the deal with taxes in Washington? Do you guys not have sales tax? We or have state no,
2: sales tax, but no um, state tax like Oregon does. So just oh, so tax. on your income, on your income, there's no state tax. No state tax. So you pay the income tax on everything except for food, all the time. So nine point eight percent on your shirt. I mean, you're right, that all the time. Yes, yeah, but, so but we, we
1: but we do that in California, and we pay income tax. You have a sales tax. There's no
0: state income tax in Washington.
1: Right, that's right. awesome. Wow, kind of. We 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 pay
0: tax on the tax. I think in California,
1: I pay tax on top of that. Could Those two taxes. Tax. You said <laughs> <That's> awful. <laughs> um. So 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 if you're getting 10, 10 to thirteen percent or whatever it is here in California, and you move to Washington, I don't follow. Hey, I'm just thinking of moving to Washington. Oh.
0: Oh, yeah. No, but I mean like with all the states like that don't have income tax, whatever taxes they don't have, you're... You're, you're getting screwed some of yeah, them. They're, yeah. They're compensated for it yeah. elsewhere. Property taxes can right? be out
2: of control. There, there'll be something. Yeah. There. yeah. I
0: mean, if you can really game it, I mean, probably... Maybe. How much time do you want to spend, yeah. right?
1: right? Right. And you definitely don't want to go to jail. Yeah. But, well, there's that side too. You don't want the government doing yeah. anything fucked up to you. Yeah. Um, so, um, you're on this path and where is your intersection with
2: CrossFit? CrossFit happens when I am... In my late mid thirties, I guess so. I remember clearly my thirtieth birthday. Um, (laughs) I I loved to drink a lot, so we had a kegger at my house. I did a keg stand, got a little trouble with my wife, and then after that, in my foggy mind, she started going to this place where I didn't know where she was going. So I would go. I would come home, go to the bar whatever do some dishes make my, make myself feel better and then i and then i would come home and she'd still be gone so eventually i started getting curious like where are you going right so there was a who's um, taking care of the kids She'd take them with her no i would be there taking care of them okay i mean yeah we would have this trade-off she would leave and i would just be coming home from the bar and it would be like a moment of tension and then i would watch the kids and get pissed more constantly pissed off as she was gone like where's she? yeah right so um so there was that and uh so I started getting curious about where she was going. Like as I watch her body change and I'm like, what, what are you doing over there? Right. So she would spend two hours away from home, which is whatever it's typical nowadays. But, um, so, she, so when it started, um, the gym that we're at now was, uh, like a yoga and, and Zumba is, is kind of how it started. And then in the back room, they had like this cult of CrossFit <laughs> that wouldn't happen back there. So, um, she would start going to Zumba and then she she loves to dance. So she, she would do all that. And then suddenly, Something else was happening, like I could tell. So she she would always been leaving the door open, like, you can come with me if you want to check it out, right? But I was never curious enough to actually see what was going on. So at some point, um, I remember I went to uh, an oyster fest. I don't even like oysters. And I went there with my friend, and we got me we got completely I fucked. Love Oysters them. are fucking disgusting. I you? know they're, you like them; they're oh, delicious. Disgusting. I love them, oh. especially raw. Oh, are you kidding me? I like, no. look at you in a total different way. Now. <laughs> I've gotten
0: food
1: poisoning from them before, <laughs> and so I'm sorry. i can't just, ever come. They're back. just gross. Yeah, that's why I
2: put recommend. hot sauce on them; it kills all the germs. Oh, okay. <sighs> Anyways, so I went to this oyster fest, and I came home, and I was completely trashed. And this was the point where she decided that we were going to have this conversation. So um, it went from the you know, if it was pretty much an ultimatum, like if you can't get your shit together, we're going to be done. And I'm like, well, where are you going to go? We got like all these kids. Like Good luck with that. And, and, and you have two kids uh, together at this point? No, at this point it was, we had all four kids at this point. Okay. So I had um, 96, 98, 2001, 2003. So okay. was, those are the birth years. So it was after 2003.
1: So she was, so she was, excuse me. So she was doing the Zumba CrossFit yoga hybrid shit for mm-hmm. three years before you even
2: to, at least two. Yeah. At least a while. Okay. Though, okay. For sure. Wow. Yep. Wow. And and so it was her escape from me, like to make herself mentally mm. viable. Who is I she
1: that she's was... smart enough to use fitness Dude, as a medicine? I don't even
2: want to talk about the depths of my life. Wow. <laughs> yeah. She's like.
1: Pretty so clever. Yeah. Pretty, pretty yeah. smart. Yep. Okay.
2: So, anyway, so. Um, so after that night, I realized, like, this is the way – like, I have to do something about this, right? Because you don't want to lose your kids or so, you don't want to lose her wanna or lose you everything. don't want to lose your like, life? Okay. It, it just became all clear. So uh, a moment of clarity, if you will. And so – I, the next, what did you I drink? Know, what was your poison? I just drink beer constantly. Okay. Un, I mean, whatever. Any type, IPAs, lagers, pills? IPAs it. are a more recent thing, but I used to be a high-life guy to the
1: oh, core. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you ever do – you know what I used to do with my high-life? I would get a 32 of it because it didn't come in the 40. Yeah, why not? And I would put Sorry. a uh, a lime in it, and it would be like a
0: Corona. I never tried that, but – I it, it up. Just stuff it. I would stuff it in the opening, actually, so that every sip went by it. I had a friend who would get Coronas, and he would top it up the top with a, like a Bacardi – Limon or something like that. <laughs> wow! Like have a shot in the beer. Whatever, why not?
2: Wow! I mean, you got a massive taste of that nasty shit. Yeah, <laughs> but
0: you Miller was your
1: go-to, but you would drink anything. Oh,
2: I drink at bars and I was cheap, so anything I could get for—I mean, if someone, I was, played doing, on a if someone was
1: doing shots, you would.
2: Do. No, I don't do shots, but no. if I if I would play on a dart league, I would drink Bush Light all night long because it's a dollar, right? Okay. So, so yeah. anything that would just get me completely fucking trashed. So um, slow down your thoughts. Which part? Uh, I'm just saying
1: that's what alcohol does. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Close yeah. Down your- yeah, it's like yeah. I, come it's right? I come home from work, I come home I came home yesterday yeah. from a fucking 13-hour day and the first thing I did is just poured a Newcastle in. Yeah.
2: No <laughs> oh. uh, brown, tickle, tickle, tickle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's the same just thing. Like slow, the more I look back down, at it, yeah. and just like you, I'm realize, not saying it's right, people. I'm yeah. not saying it's right. It's but it's self medicating. Like you know what you, yeah. you know how to calm yourself yeah. down, right? So yeah. it's the same idea. I heard somebody say yesterday on a podcast. I think it was CrossFit podcast. I was listening to great it. Great right one, here, great one. About uh, big fan. Uh, yeah, right. About. uh I don't know how to approach some guy. He was like, why don't you go do 100 burpees and then figure it out, right? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, well. So I, I was just like, wow, because you could definitely get some clarity too, How bad that shit. Definitely, like. right. So so I, like I said, I just switched the addiction. Like that's pretty much where it went. So from, from night to day, I pretty much didn't drink f- at all for almost a year and a half because I realized... It's a slippery slope for a guy like me. If you drink anything, you're gonna probably go right back to where you were.
1: Cause you're an overachiever. Absolutely.
2: So. Do you drink coffee? Like, like by the fucking pot. Oh, smart, <laughs> right. smart, yeah. totally. Fresh pot. Yeah, I and mean, it ain't decaf. Uh, I'll tell you that shit right now. So. Yeah, oh my god. my wife we got addiction on that shit. But um, but and now it's bulletproof. So you know what's up. Uh, anyways, oh, really yeah. slow
1: the way the caffeine enters your body. Yeah, That's why I have five cups now. Right.
2: <laughs> I just like to take it to the head. So
1: okay. So she says. Look, Todd. She leaves the door wide open,
2: and she leaves it up to me to go through it, right? Okay. Pretty much how Clean
1: your worked. shit up, or get the
2: fuck out. Pretty this much. Sh- this
1: train's coming to
2: an end. Pretty much. It was a okay. heated fucking discussion.
1: Was she blown away that you just quit drinking right away?
2: Uh, she takes me with a grain of salt because we've known each other for a long time, so she gives me the "we'll see." But you know, so uh, I think in the end, she was pretty. Um, pretty taken aback that i went so far into it but but with the culture of crossfit how can you not right so i realized okay well i could do this instead and make myself better so
1: so day one you quit drinking but where does the crossfit come in
2: so um crossfit came in uh, like like a couple days later than that i I went to the gym with her and i was in that little small back room doing back squats weighing 200 and whatever yeah 215 pounds you were fat yeah i was definitely fatter than i am now and i was um I I was I was moved by a few things. So the the first thing was uh and sometimes I get emotional, so just so you guys know. I was moved by her by her willingness to keep me going, like through that it was pretty awesome. And then the people that I met there were like so uh they were so open and giving. It was like mm-hmm. there there's no stigmas here. Like you are just the guy that came in, you rode your bike here and you're just gonna work out with us in this crazy little back room. Did you ride so, your bike there? Yeah, I used to ride my bike there. Why so, didn't you drive with her? I would go in the mornings before work and oh. then she would go later. Okay. I don't I don't remember the scheduling, but okay. So those people and that community is Pretty much was sealed the deal for me. So once I realized that I'm not gonna be the alcoholic that's worked for this long, and I used to be the guy with ADHD, like I could lose all that shit as soon as I went through that door.
1: You had been car- mm-hmm. You're still carrying that with you. Which like part? at that point.
2: I carry but, all of it with me every day, but at damn. that point, those people became, like, my liberation. Like, I don't need to do this shit anymore. I can be a completely different person here with a family that's functional and invested in my well-being, right? So even though my wife's probably been telling them and trashing me for two years, like, you won't go <laughs> like, like, I can be the guy now that they're like, oh, shit, you're finally here. So it was, like, uh-huh. game on, you know what I mean? So that's really where I, I realized that I had, I, I had I had – and it's really not fair to say a family that I've been missing for my entire life, but I had a whole new family of people who would, who would blindlessly invest in in my well being yeah. and my, my betterment of myself. So
1: the, right, you you said, bear with me, I'm gonna be emotional and then you said the what was the very first thing you said? Not that the way they accepted you, but there was something else you said that you liked about the gym. I don't you have to rewind it. God damn it. <laughs> um when you're... Well, Matt thinks of what that was because I needed to explained <laughs> to me. I didn't understand it. Um, When... How long had your wife been doing CrossFit? Actual CrossFit, not the Zumba and the... Probably
2: uh, two years before
1: that. Uh, what did you notice different in her, like... Her body composition. Complete Com- superficial discussion. What did you notice?
2: Her body composition had changed and her... Uh, like her butt got bigger, shoulders got bigger. You no, know, she got thinner. Like, she, she, she got just thinner, more waist more thin. thinner. She was just more vibrant. Like, all the things that we get... Uh, I mean, I realize you're having me explain it, but... Um, like she had gone from somebody who, who looked constantly tired, to somebody who was constantly vibrant, like woo, all the time. Like you're telling I, me,
1: she I worked do? out and spent more energy, but seemed like she was more vibrant. Pretty much, I go did. fucking. Yeah. Take it. <laughs> I love it. Right, right. That's one of the first things my mom knows. She goes, "Holy shit! Every time you're tired, if you exercise, you you you're not tired." Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: And, and she's a um she's a nurse she's been a nurse forever, so she, like seeing her understand the way and she smoked you know, like we used to smoke and drink all the time together so to watch her go through that that transformation and then to look at it from the side of the ultimatum that she was giving me just led me to it like how could you not follow this like she,
1: you chose a caregiver there's probably some Freudian shit to that probably yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. absolutely smart yep, saved yourself, yeah, right. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see what Does happens. she ever, do you ever have the
1: conversation where she lets you off the ultimatum that she gave you? Does she ever say, or is it's, it, no, it just kind of fades away. Does she ever say six months in? All right.
2: No, it was fucking game on from that. Like,
1: it, it was, didn't need to be said. All right, no. Yeah. That's you pulled cool. yourself off. Absolutely. Well, with her rope,
2: <laughs> and uh, I grabbed her up and just <laughs> held on. That's pretty much how it. Went. Um,
1: oh, this—that's what you said. You said you, um, uh, something along the lines. Number one, you can't believe how much she supported you. Meaning what? Meaning like um, held your hands, taking you to the gym when you wanted to quit. She said, "No, you have to go." Like, what do you mean she supported no, you through her, that, that process? <clears throat> she was loving. Her, she said, yeah, "Hey, you're not absolutely. as fat as you think you are." She no, like that.
2: She didn't ever tell me no shit like that. It was more like. My wife, Jocelyn is her name. She That's never cool. Hi Joslyn. Yeah, she never stops caring about people. Like she's a caregiver by nature, right? But at the same time, she's willing to look past all of your faults and just allow you to make your own decision in time. So two parts to that. I felt lucky that she allowed me that much time to make that decision and then was still willing to like share all of the people in the community that she met. And then at the same time, they were prepared to meet me at that door and, and welcome me into the group that had known her awesomeness before they knew me right so that's really where the validation is for me
1: something just clicked for me she was embarking on a journey of making herself better yeah yeah and, to two, deal with my bullshit. and two years in <laughs> yeah. she got so far out ahead of you yeah. that she had she had realized she deserves better maybe that's not the right word uh,
2: you mean you mean from our relationship? From your relationship? I don't she, know. No, I think that no? she, I think that she realized that I could do better. Both. Yeah. M- maybe both. Both. Potentially. Both,
1: or else she wouldn't have said it to right. you, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. but there's this thing Greg says if you do CrossFit there's some things that are for sure to happen. You're either going to leave the relationship in, you're in, or it's going to get better. You're going to quit the job you're yep. in, or it's, you're going to get a raise. Yeah, that reverberates. Or like yeah, yeah to, sure. like, yep. and she um she she found medicine that worked for her, and yep. she knew it would work for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you scared the first day?
2: Uh, I, uh, yeah. Like, I was anxious getting near the CrossFit gym for, like, the first five months. Probably. What was the name of the gym? It's CrossFit 138. You're still there. Oh, I'm yeah. still there.
1: Yeah. Um, who's the owner?
2: Don Schmollenberg. Cool dude. She is she? a badass. Yeah.
1: Um, she's been she came a, from Rainier CrossFit.
2: So, Curtis... Oh, oh, yeah. Good oh, oh yeah. Good lineage. Good lineage. Yeah, That's awesome. They're having them as, like, fucking grandparents. <laughs> I, um...
1: Yeah. Uh, Curtis is one of those people I always
0: hug a little too
2: long. Are you kidding
0: me? <laughs> you know what you I mean? Like, yeah, I guy. know it's weird, but I'm going to hug yeah. you a little I was at the West Regional last year, and over half the volunteers are from Rainier. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I judged
2: there the same thing. I was it's like, can I do that? They're like, why not? Come
0: on. Fuck. That guy's 99% heart, 1% man. Yeah.
2: I think he's unreal.
1: Um, So... So so, so so the first seven months are like just anxiety-stricken?
2: Pretty much. Like, uh, like and, and, and how I was thrown into it was strange. Like there was no fundamentals. It was just like, you're Jalson's husband. You're going to work out. Right. So mm-hmm. Oh, it'll get easier when it gets heavier. Do they, you know? have, fun- do they, have, do they have fundamentals class it. now? Huh? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I teach fundamentals well, on Wednesday. So it's fun. <laughs> you're like, hey, guys, I'm going to add a
1: little piece there. That-
2: right, absolutely. So it's pretty-
1: okay, so um, what is your first workout? I don't even remember. I have no recollection of those days. It was just... Do you ever cry at the gym back then?
2: In which way?
1: Um, You finish your workout. You're in your third week there. You get on your bike. You're riding home, and you're like, holy fuck.
2: No, but I had some definite moments of clarity. Like, this is going to be – like, there was a certain point – probably about the six month mark or maybe a little sooner where I realized that this was going to be a substantial part of my life. Like there's no way I'm going to ever deviate from this. Right. And even in the later years, like they talked last year about, right, we don't have the membership to keep our gym up and what are we have these hard conversations about what, what the fuck are we gonna like, if I don't have that place, what the fuck am I going to do? Right. So right, yeah. it yeah. was, it was, like, it, it becomes very guttural. It becomes part of who you are. I, I believe like if you invest yourself into it. So, well, and I think the community has to meet you in the middle, but so, um, I didn't have any experiences like holy shit, but they've definitely happened since then. Have you ever cried
1: at the gym? Sure. During a workout?
2: Or after.
0: No. Eric, you a crier? I mean, not, not, there's anything wrong with that. No. 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 But I mean, I could. I, I'm not ruling it out.
1: I okay. mean, it's a great question. I got a you line. never
2: know when it's going to hit you. Like, like I got a long I, way to go. Yeah, like I see things. I've um, seen Haley cry. I saw Nicole Carroll cry
0: some videos. I saw I saw a girl cry downstairs last week. Yeah. See, it yeah. happens. Right. Yeah. I've seen a hero. question. Yeah.
2: yeah. I think the best part for me through CrossFit is the fact that, that I can silently step back and watch the way that I impact people. And that kind of brings tears to my eyes. Like I can watch them understand the I can I can I can see them realize the power that they have within themselves based on in some way that I've influenced that and it's not it's not a selfish thing or it's not like an ego thing but like I, I love to sit back and watch them aha like fuck <laughs> that is just the shit right there uh, yeah. so it's like are
1: you a churchgoer? no have you ever been a church goer? No. so this is were you a boy scout? no were you ever in any clubs? no were you ever belonged to any communities? no were you ever in prison? no gang? no so that's pretty exhaustive, right? Yeah. I I, mean, I'm, I'm I can't struggling. think of any other. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of Our one time. more. Yeah. So this is your um, so this is your first community. This is it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That is really awesome. This is, I think this is like kinda of like my mom's first community too.
2: I wouldn't say it's my first community. It is my community. Your community, right?
1: Yeah. Right. Um, so you're not quitting. I'm not quitting. Yeah. You're there for seven months. You say you were you were pretty quick to say the first seven months were were intense anxiety do, do you remember why that anxiety went away or what caused that or why do you say seven months
2: um no i don't know why i think that um like i said i used to get in proximity to that place and be like shit the workout's gonna suck like <laughs> i don't know what i'm gonna do how am i gonna do you know and then uh i, I don't know when that stopped it, um sometimes i still get it actually like when i get close like w- like when the opens are here i'm like fuck now we gotta do this workout." <laughs> so uh, that's yeah, a different okay. level i think but um I, uh, I think there was just a point where I accepted it. Like, the, this is just going to suck, and you're going to do this every day. And what I tell people when they start is, and they have a hard time, you know, understanding why they're here or why they keep coming back, I tell them, you're doing more than most people do before they go to work or whatever time of the day it is, right? Like, right. look how hard you're working. How many people do you know that aren't here that are doing that work? Right? right. And that just brings a smile to their face. So that's. I think that's probably what happened to me. Yeah, and then, yeah, our gym just okay. got bigger and, bigger and
1: bigger. When do you when do you bring in the nutritional component?
2: The nutritional component start right off the bat. So the first after the first week I started, they were like, "Hey, let's do this whole thirty thing," and I'm like, "I mean, okay, I'm already in, so let's just do this." So we went through Great. the whole thirty um, right off the bat. Do you know what that is, Matt? Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Never done it, but I know what it is.
0: That's the whole ninety, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a whole What's the whole thirty? Well, you've done it. I mean, I'll, I'll 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 play the game we played earlier. I'm gonna tell you your story. Then you to tell me how I fucked it up. Okay, perfect. So you, <laughs> basically, you're eating whole foods, but it's a whole it's like a holistic approach to your lifestyle, where you eliminate you take all of these you know foods that don't fit the diet plan out of your house. You kind of eradicate it from your life and change like lifestyle choices, and it lasts for 30 days and. You learn how to eat. More. So you only eat Whole Foods for thirty days. Fucking nailed it. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> good job. <laughs> whole Foods for thirty days. We did it for thirty days to start, and then we just kept going. So
1: can you have meat? Yeah, absolutely. Palm size. <laughs>
2: I know all the rules. And you immediately noticed, you're like, wow, this is the shit. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, anytime you change your diet, you're going to notice. I mean, when you go from high life to <laughs> I'm only eating, you know, a right. handful of nuts and berries, what the fuck are you going to do? So, <laughs> so I realized that. And Did at the same through- time, it was CrossFit. So I'm, it's like just exponentially different than what I'd ever experienced.
1: What was your temperament like from quitting alcohol? Were you angry for a little while?
2: No, no. I mean, I was more, um, I was saddened that I couldn't have it anymore. Like any addict would be like, shit. I can't do that but um, I knew that that I knew that that part of me wasn't going to help what I was trying to do and and knowing that what what my wife had given me through that open door if I if I destroyed that it would be a step in the the wrong direction Right. So.
1: was she freaked out when you started drinking again uh, a year and a half later I don't I don't think so. It I wasn't like it, a weird day. It wasn't like, like she came home and you were like, Yuck. no,
2: no, it wasn't it, like that. It was, was it as aggressive as drinking, got, some, ru- r- no, drinking it, some rubbing alcohol was, in the bathroom? <laughs> yeah, right, hiding the shit. <laughs> like it wasn't like that. It was, it was more like, um, like, a, like a watchful eye. Like, are you sure that's like it's cool now? And I'm like, well, whatever, you know. So we'll see. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So, uh, so I reintroduced it. So you started uh, drinking Miller Light instead of highlight. I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I'm not
1: sure. You're, you're CrossFitter now. You're swanky IPA.
2: Yeah, big time. Enjoy the taste of beer instead
0: of just unfiltered beer. IPA. Yeah, right. Yeah, the hazier the better.
1: <laughs> Why and when do you switch? Would decide that you want to take your L one.
2: Uh, okay, so we kind of went past that story. So, um, oh, you would already taken the,
1: it for seven no, months.
2: No, at the point oh. where I realized that the kids were going to need my help, and I needed to start this. This. Oh. So that was. Oh, I'm That stuck. was last Dece- uh, December of 2016. So to see it all, I, So I so I went CrossFit for five years before I realized that I could help these kids, and then I got my L one in order to get my nonprofit affiliate. So, okay, makes sense. Okay,
1: yeah. so I, I kind of rushed the story here. That's fine.
2: Well, we uh, kind of started from the back. Um,
1: when when you were when you were um, when you started CrossFit, um, and you you had all four of your kids, mm-hmm. five kids really, right? Four, four kids. Well, so, and uh, myself, so five. Um, your three three kids lived with you. Yep. Did they? What did they? Did they? What, how old was your oldest one? Do you remember
2: when I started? Yeah. Um, I don't remember. He was born two thousand and one, so I don't know. I'm did did, like did any
1: did any know. of them notice you stopped drinking? I imagine,
2: like I'm. But they never said anything. They weren't that old. Maybe I don't know. Like uh, summers used to be real fun because I'd stay home in the summer from work. Well, for most of the summer. And so, like, I, I would drink the entire time, and we would, like, go on epic bike rides. Wait, like, when, <laughs> you work at, when you
1: work at Microsoft, you don't have to work during the summer?
2: You do, but but they have, like, um, I mean, you, you acquire a certain amount of vacation, and then your kids are off, so there's, like, unspoken rules of, at work. You can take time. Um, oh, the good old days. Right, the right. glory like Christmas days. is from, like, Thanksgiving to oh, January my God. I
1: remember when I used to work for CrossFit, and I just jumped, I jumped yeah, in a car and drove around the country filming CrossFitter. Right, right. But no, you're still doing your job. No
0: kids. So right. Yeah. But, but um, We pretty much get summers off here, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. December, Matt. Don't you ever say that? <laughs> you
1: fucking take it ten minutes off. <laughs> um.
2: <laughs> so yeah, so I don't, I don't. Um, I imagine in their minds, they realized that I wasn't drinking anymore because I had become a different person, pretty much, right? Like i have broken that mold, and I'm on to the new guy. So um, they never said so in so many words to me. I don't know if they told my wife that or not, but I haven't. Um, an interesting relationship with my children because I don't, I, I battle with the feeling. You don't let them call it. you dad? They can call me dad. Oh. But most of them call me Todd, which is even more weird. Are, are you serious? Yeah, some of them do. Yeah. Go some pops. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. I tell them I
0: don't yeah. like it, but they do it anyway. So. so I remember I called my mom Kathy one time and she flipped her shit on me. <laughs> I called my mom Rosemary oh, yeah. for like
1: two days because she pissed me off so much. But my mom acted like it didn't bug her. Yeah, that's different. And it bounced, backfired. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay, so, 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 you, you're you're on a a fifth grade field trip. Yep. You saw the swimming incident. The yep. kids self conscious about their bodies. You saw the shit they were feeding them, and then the PE teacher said she's quitting. And then there was the cutbacks from or sign, there was the cutbacks from leave no child behind. Yep. Fuck your kids. Yep. And you're like, okay, I'm gonna do something. Yeah. And then fast forward four years. Well let's do, so you're gonna do something. And who did, who's the first person you tell you you're gonna do something with? Like? I told my
2: wife. I was like, there's
1: something I can do here, but I don't know what it is yet. But it's gonna be through CrossFit. She's like, I don't know what you think you're gonna do. So And t- what's the next step? Like what do you know about nonprofits? Like I wouldn't even nothing. know how to start. I know, absolutely know oh, nothing. So okay.
2: um, So from there So four years elapsed from the point where I Ish from the point where I knew I was going to do something but I wasn't sure how but I knew it would be through CrossFit so then in October of 2016 I went and I, I don't remember how it started I talked to somebody um, in the physical education at the at the school district that where I, where I had been and fucked up my entire life um, and I said hey I want to come in and pitch you guys something and see what you guys think so being at Microsoft I put together this Sway presentation <laughs> I was like whatever so I got this shit so I'm in the library where I used to be in the library as a, as a seventh grader, and I'm and I have an audience of th- 30 educators in front of me, and I said, okay, here's here's my story, right? And some of them I still knew, so like the football coach from high school, like I knew him. I didn't play football, but I knew I so I knew key members in the in the in the room, and I said, here's my presentation. CrossFit's changed my life, and I know that I can affect the lives of all of these children in our community through doing this. So who's coming with me? Basically, I was like, what do you guys think about this, right? For about a week, I had nothing like no response. Like I've like here's my email. You guys tell me what you think. Give me some feedback. Nothing. And then suddenly. Did, and, and, and,
1: sorry, you may have said this. Um, did any of them CrossFit? None of them. nobody there CrossFit. Okay, sorry. well, okay.
2: there might have been a couple of people who who knew about what CrossFit was, but I don't. No think one there was, did it. Yeah, okay, no box mates. I don't think. No, definitely nobody I knew.
1: Yeah, no stooges yeah. in the crowd who were nobody, no muscle opponents.
2: No okay? Right. So. Um, a week goes by i get no feedback and then suddenly it starts trickling in like how do you think you can do this like why should i get behind you in this so all of these different little steps of of you realize what this is going to take and then so i I, at that point i realized this is going to be an uphill battle not only because of my personal you know, vendettas with the school. And then, you know, there's with me, but, but at the same time, it's not going to be that easy to break into a a public school and change the curriculum of how we're going to do things. Right. Uh So, um, so at that point it just kept going step by step by step. Like I, I I knew I was going going to need my, my L1 in order to get an affiliate. So I did that. I knew I was going to have to have, um, like risk retention. So I did that. So I started talking to the people on the So,
1: so did you, you got, you went and got your L1? In December. And where did you do that? Curtis's gym?
2: I did that. No, up at um, Belltown. So Curtis was on the L1 staff, but it was in in Seattle. Uh,
1: Belltown is uh, Nadia's gym. Yeah, Nadia.
2: Trippy gym, yeah Yeah, huh? all the skin and weird shit in there. We're it's kind of gem. like watching a tool video, but it's <laughs> it's
0: <shit.
1: laughs> crazy.
0: It is. I'm
2: like. It's uh, weird,
0: and if you've ever been there, it's crazy. Yeah, I've been there once. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, not there.
1: It's like yeah, me a, too. Can it, we just break? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's break. Let's
0: break. Let's break. You
2: got it.
1: Done. This is the hey. This is the first time I haven't been the one oh, to go to the bathroom on, ever in, in 80 podcasts. Oh, How many podcasts is this, Eric? Like 70. Damn. I have a wool vest on. You could take that off. Just say It is wool. my shirt's too tight today. To take this off.
2: Um, you knew that when you put it on.
1: That's true. Yeah. And I brought another one just in case. I thought <laughs> if it gets so fucking hot, I have another shirt that's not right, so tight. Good job. I do really like this shirt All right. though. All right. Let's, um,
0: let's fast forward. To the chamber
1: no okay. need to fast forward okay. we're all we're all we're all pissed and rejuvenated we yeah. were talking
0: and i think the last comment you, was belltown
1: you were the first guest that's yeah. asked to take a pee that's really that's that's awesome sh- technically
2: technically he did not i did yeah he did he, gave, he provided the segue. Oh, yeah. i was uh, just right behind <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> i was thinking about it and i'm thinking how long could this possibly go on because
1: i'm thinking to myself wow i must be doing a great job that i made someone comfortable enough to take a piss yeah.
0: i was waiting for you i was waiting for you to break damn it and you showed no signs of slowing down zero Good job, guys. Do, do, what's
2: the deal with these? These are paleo cookies. And, and you sell these? <laughs> I, I make and sell those. So the story behind that is um, – oh, I didn't even tell you this story. God, I can get off so many stories. Uh, I can get off on a few stories. Uh, yeah, I bet you could. A year after I started CrossFit, we entered um, what was known as the Lurong Paleo Challenge. The first one that Lurong did. I don't know if you guys know what Lurong is. It's like a deer antler supplement, and I think they have like a whole bunch of different shit now. Um Anyways, it it was like a countrywide challenge, and uh, the long and short of it is our our gym ended up winning the entire thing, and not only for the gym aspect, but also the individual from our gym won the entire thing. So we went from a gym with, like we used to get bars off the ground with a five, with a, well, what would have been a five-pound plate diameter piece of plywood just for training purposes, to $50,000 worth of shit from Rogue and like all these different people. So pretty much our gym changed overnight why we were doing that, because of the size of my family, they were and our, our, our adherence to the whole thirty from when I started, we, we had started making these box lunches, box lunches, so people could could maintain part of the paleo aspect of the challenge was to have your nutrition on point. And you had to make sure that you didn't have anything that wasn't paleo. So. Suddenly, like we're, we're cooking for six, like me and my wife and these kids, and then the people at the gym are like, "Well, can you make that for us?" And we're like, "Well, it's not that much of a different change to make it for another fifteen people." So what? Yeah, or, or whatever, you know. And, yeah, I mean, in retrospect, it's like out of fucking control, right? But so I would totally come, out of control. I would come home from work, no, and we would battle at like one a.m. <laughs> about if we're making, you know, like what, what are we gonna make tonight? Like sweet potato, you know. So it was it was fucking crazy. So we had um, three meals a week on a road schedule and they could order whatever they want we would drop it off at the gym later that morning or whenever we got there so um so we did that for
1: god that's a lot of food to be making yeah, it was in a non-commercial kitchen yeah, it was shit. a lot
2: of fucking even in an even a commercial kitchen it's crazy because even you have to go there and pay for it and all that shit so anyways yeah we were doing that out of our home illegitimately so um so we did that for about three months till we were at each other's throats. Like, this is fucking. Why are we doing?
1: Anyone this? ever get sick from the food? you No, made?
2: definitely not. So um,
1: good answer. Yeah.
2: So we did that for three months, and then we were we sat them down and we were like, "Look, we can't do this anymore." Like, not only is the challenge over, but no longer can we. Keep and and on.
1: you're still getting fat. Which makes it really hard to keep cooking for you. Did you oh, ever say that. that to anyone? No, I didn't. Tell uh. I'm doing this three months for you, and I know you're eating some other shit. Yeah, right? You make my,
2: give them, you're bad for my business. You're a terrible host. Anyway, <laughs> so sickness to fatness, like yeah. my God. So, anyways, uh, so uh, we were we sat them down, and we we're like, we can't do this anymore. And they were like, okay, well, Jocelyn had to come up with this cookie recipe, and once in a while, like on your birthday or you know, once a week maybe, she would put one of these cookies in there. So. When we when we told them we weren't going to do this anymore, they said, "Well, okay, that's fine, but what about these cookies?" <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, well, that's not that's not at all why we got into the shit to feed you people cookies, but I mean, they're <laughs> paleo and it's going to keep you from eating a Snickers bar, what the fuck?" So that's
1: like if you're going out with a girl and you break up with her, and she was like, "Well, how about that dick?" Get it?
2: No, I get no. Was that long enough, Rocker Tyler? Because you got like a wool sweater on. <laughs> anyway, so. that was was good it was good it was all right well that's kind of i I always
0: give your analogies a few seconds because like maybe i just don't quite get it oh man (laughs) you guys had a pee break and everything
2: i know know. you guys have
1: mental clarity now
0: (laughs) Don't lose that.
2: That's right.
1: <laughs> okay. Anyway, so, so they, they want to know about the cookies. So they want to know about the about, good so stuff. They're what
2: about the cookies, right? And I'm like, that, like I said, I'm, that's not why I'm into this, whatever. So pretty soon I'm like, okay, I'll bring you guys cookies. So I get up a, an hour before I go to the gym and I bake these cookies, right? So pretty soon I'm baking a dozen cookies and they're disappearing when I get there. And then I'm baking two dozen cookies and they're disappearing. So do they pretty, leave a dollar in a box or anything? It was like $1.50 and it's all on honor, right? So, well, it was a dollar then. So it was a buck a puck. That's how we started. That's cheap. Yeah, right. But I mean, not really because I up an hour, early. <laughs> so and then and then after that I go to work, so it's like fuck. Now I'm getting. Am I really making any benefit off of doing this other than making these people happy? Either way, so it grows and it grows and it grows. Pretty soon I'm delivering in other places and I'm doing these other things. So I'm thinking to myself, there must be something about this, right? So I'm like, all right, fine, fuck it. So about a year into making these cookies, I said. Well, let's just see what happens, right? So we rent a kitchen, we you know, get the business license, get all the trademark and all this bullshit going. So then we start to turn uh, out these Paleo guys. Pusher. Paleo Pusher. That's the trademark. That's it. The, okay. Yep, that's it. So, um so we start with with the with the chocolate one, which I don't know if you have it here or not. There's four different. Oh, ones. I saw
0: the chocolate one. Yeah,
2: you should go get it cuz it's game on. Hold Anyways, on, stand by. Stand by. Stand yeah, by. Just Standby. go grab all four of them and then you guys Stand by, stand by. Yep. Yeah.
0: You only grabbed one.
2: what a dick!
0: <laughs> Just not think. Get the
2: whole box. Who does it? Yeah, grab the whole that's box. That's our new sponsor. <laughs> our first sponsor. <laughs> oh my God, Eric, oh, Eric, great. Eric, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> our, our first, first sponsor. sponsor. <laughs> 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 hey, we made it! They Holy, shit. Shit Holy shit! Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, so it's funny, so. We, Matt, is, Matt, I want you to one. be
1: honest about the ingredients. If he needs to be tore the fuck up, you should tear him up. Yeah, tear me down.
2: <laughs> tear me apart. So anyway, so I, I said, okay, well, we're going to start this business doing this, and we're going to see what happens. So fast forward till now, and uh, the, the first actual marker of our success was going to be my wife quits her nursing job, which she did two Fridays ago. So
1: Ooh, congratulations! I have what I call
2: Cookie Tuesday, where I, I went to my boss at work, and I said, if I don't chase this cookie shit... I'm never gonna know if it's gonna pan out, and he's just like, "Why don't you just take Tuesdays off and make that cookie?" T-?
1: Hail Microsoft! You know everything <laughs> right. you said about Microsoft, I love.
2: Dude, yeah, yeah I, really. I could, I could, yeah. We won't even go into that. I could speak volumes about the people at Microsoft and the way that they promote. They promote personal growth now, as opposed to like I, I said earlier, the culture back then was complete horseshit when you could drink all day. Now it's changed to a, a point where you they enable you. So their mission statement is enable everybody on the earth to do more, right? With software, obviously, but they enable even their employees to do more everywhere and in every way that they can
1: possibly. I think even the old culture with beer you made
2: work for you. I mean, I did, right? But it wasn't very conducive to success either way. So, uh, so, so we started cooking these, and in the last two weeks, it's like become like it's game on now. So I have these in stores all over the Puget Sound, and I have them in CrossFit gyms from here to New Jersey. Three ninety five. No, two fifty, so oh. I keep it real. Almonds are always a fluctuation, and if you guys haven't checked the vanilla prices lately, it's fucking out of hand.
1: What is vanilla?
2: What do you mean it's, it's a, a bean? It's a bean that grows on a fine, always right. crazy, crazy places. Yeah, that one right there. And why is it so expensive? Because there's a national shortage like there's a global shortage because they've been clear cutting places for like palm oil and shit like this. And so one gallon, this is the cheapest you can find Holy a shit. One gallon. So when I started, it was 16 ounces at Costco for six ninety nine. Now that same bottle is $35. You know what I'm saying? And I'm mm-hmm. just like, keep the cookies at the same price. <laughs> so call it bad, call it bad, you know, whatever, economics.
1: So I was with Greg Greg, um, in San Diego. We were at a Starbucks mm-hmm. uh, outside, sunning, and next to us was a tree. Did I ever tell the story?
2: No.
0: No. Uh, is, not today is, is this the olive one yes you've told me but now that you've told it on the cast. Right. okay and, and so
1: there's three olive trees there outside of the del mar starbucks and the olive trees we're looking at them and they're amazing and there's a plaque that says these trees are 100 years old and we're kind of like fucking blown away we're like holy shit these are fucking really cool trees the trunks are as, almost as big as the canopies and the trees are probably like 12 or 13 feet tall maybe shorter and they've been trimmed to look like bonsai but the trunk is massive so guy walks by and says, hey, do you like these trees? We said, yeah. He's like, yeah, these are my trees. I put them here. And he basically explains to us what's going on in California. The price of almonds is of going head. up so much. And head. with the legalization of marijuana, people are clear-cutting all sorts of other um, orchards. And one of the orchards to go are olive trees. Well, the crazy thing about olive trees is they really have like no, I guess, no, um, I guess one of the second oldest tree on the planet is an olive tree. They'll keep giving fruit. They're not like um, orange trees where they have a life expectancy or avocado. They'll keep giving fruit for a 1,000 years. And so the, the, there's old growth all over California. So this guy's going around trying to buy all the old growth.
2: Are you talking about olives or almonds? Olives. Oh, okay. Sorry.
1: No, the fine they're they're clearing out the olives to make room for the almonds yeah. it's the almond demand that's yeah. pushing out all of these old and so a lot of people are just burning these hundred year old olive trees well he's trying to gather them all up to sell them at five thousand bucks a pop and what they do is, is they cut the root it's a really small <laughs> kind root, of
2: monetize yeah. yeah
1: it's a really small root ball so you just bring a tractor over to it pull it's the good. olive tree up from the back of a truck and bring them all of them to your house anyway i find it interesting just because you said you have almonds and vanilla in this yeah and Absolutely. those are the two things that you mentioned it's prices are yeah it's
2: out of hand. like the, all, the almonds fluctuate I don't know exactly where they get them I get them from Blue Diamond through this other company but I get them you know 50 pounds at a time and it's like 200 bucks so I grind those up myself because Costco couldn't give me buckets of almond butter at a good price so it, like uh, as you can imagine all of the pieces of a business and growing that it, it's just like a it's either you you hit you fucking hate it or else you just keep going because you find joy in doing it so I help. I use these as tools to wield to give people my story and then to help them realize that you don't have to have a fucking Snickers bar for lunch.
1: Why do you say ingredients almond butter? Why not just say almonds?
2: Uh, there's stipulations in the Washington Department of Agriculture that, that mandate how you have to put things on the label. So but it is so many rules.
1: But it is almonds. It's almonds. I grind the almonds it's, and it, make almond butter. It's unnecessary to say butter, but, but legally you have to. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then honey. That's what bees make. Yep. Matt, you're okay with that?
0: Z- yeah, I'm I'm, I'm cool with
2: these. Me too. like these? Yeah.
1: Um, uh, coconut.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Paleo Pro trademark
2: protein. That's a vanilla. So that's made out of a beef and egg isolate. So I had to be Paleo, legit. So I had, I found their protein. So Does that there's no so
1: sugar, stevia, or no only or honey is the only sweetener. Okay, and then um, uh, egg white protein, whole egg protein, beef. Oh, you even say it on here. Yep. Okay. You sorry. You have to. It's legit. Um, and then egg, vanilla. Vanilla is made from the vanilla bean. Indeed. Um, salt. You get yep. that from Utah, mm. Great Salt Lake. Okay. Baking soda. What? What is baking soda? Oh, baking. So- okay. I know baking soda. Um, baking powder. That's it. Well, shit. Yeah.
2: Tear into that motherfucker see what you saying? All right. That was a little <laughs> more dense. This is the best one. I'm kind of biased because I make the chocolate, but they're all. Well, you know why I like this because it says yeah, the word
1: protein it. on it. Yeah. Get it. That's you know. You does said. it have the most protein? It does.
2: Out of all three of these. How much How much protein does it have? I think that one has seven grams.
1: Uh, this one has 10. Oh my goodness! This smells so good. Oh
2: ten, there you go. go. So they're more dense than the other ones because it has more protein. But
1: holy shit! Yeah, right. Oh yeah,
2: those are kind of fluffy. Just give it a shot.
1: Give oh a shot. my yeah. god, <laughs> Oh my goodness,
2: Matt! Matt, All don't right. eat it. I mean, if, right. you right. like pray, if you don't like if you like coconut, you like that kind of stuff. You have to bite it. it. Oh, you got it. We've been working on our sealers, so it's kind of a little different. I'd be interested to see what you think. Make sure you get some chocolate on there. There
1: you go. You take your L one at Redmond CrossFit. You come back. Belltown. Belltown CrossFit, mm-hmm. Nadia's gym. Yep. By the way, all the all the jokes we made about the gym. The gym is fucking stunning, beautiful. Dude, and that place is so clean. There may not be Christine. a better coach. Yeah, I don't even know. But um, but it is kind of like a haunted house show, um, and you come back and you immediately
2: apply for an affiliate, a nonprofit affiliate. Th- that was the yeah immediately. yeah
1: but so, you're not even quite sure what you're going to do with it yet.
2: No, I knew at that point. So I somehow, and I don't know, I don't know how the story actually worked out. I had been putting in grant, like I'd never wrote a grant application to anybody in my entire life. But I knew I was going to need money because when you go to a high school w- weightlifting gym, it, I'm, it's atrocious for one, and secondly, all they have is like they're just bro lifting. <laughs> they got like the curl mm. bars. And you're like, oh shit. So I get in there. I'm like, immediately, we're going to need pull up bars, and we're going to need. Rowers. And so I, I know all these things that we're gonna need. So when I when I talked to the people at um, the school district, I told them, you know, the owner at my gym at, at my, at CrossFit 138 is she's willing to just allow me to use all our shit, transport it there for the end of the day, and then bring it back before I, before I coach in the afternoon. So
1: why is she willing you to willing? I mean, you're going to break her Park, shit and get it dirty. No, why would she let you do no, that? She's
2: a Parkland as well. So we're all, she's like, a what she's from Parkland. So she's lived in Parkland her entire, well, most of her life anyway. So, um, it's just a community aspect. Like I'm willing to help you do what you need to do in order for us to, to, you know, obviously there might be a monetary gain for her later because, I can only do the kids and the faculty and if their parents get interested you know we can we can point them to our gym or for the the for-profit gym right so I pitch it that way I can I don't need this shit right now but but I'm going to need this eventually for these you kids you pass and the background
1: instances. check yeah, oh yeah school does a little yeah. background check weird run?
2: huh because you wouldn't think so <laughs> <laughs> especially I'm sure they were like that fucking guy no we gotta find something gotta that why heck. does he want into the high school yeah so really strange so anyway so uh I don't know how Olivia found my story because I, I pitched like um, there's a couple a couple places in like in Tacoma that give grants a couple different foundations and they were like. I didn't have the metric like I I'm I'm pretty I can express myself well, way better than I can in in verbal word written, but I but I wasn't meeting the criteria for what they needed for what I did. so I put out like five different ones and they're like the no, discrepancy
1: no, no, no. between your like presentation
2: one-on-one to Absolutely. your written presentation. Yeah, I should is like... be Toastmaster like a motherfucker and I'm gonna get into that pretty soon, but <laughs> not yet. <laughs> so anyway, so I kept failing, kept failing, kept failing. And and I knew, I was like, with my story and my passion, there's no fucking way that somebody's not going to listen to this, right? So at some point, um, I, got a, I got a grant through the Greater uh, Tacoma Community Foundation. They gave me a Spark grant. So the Spark grants are like, for education and have to be pointed directly to education. So they get, They were like, we believe your story and we will give you this money so you can teach, so you can send the trainer, th- send the PE teachers to the level one training so they can promote this outward. And you can get like whiteboards in order to teach the cl- the class, right? Like it had to be artifacts. Isn't there a book called Spark? I remember reading yeah, years spark, ago. Is, John it based, Radley.
1: is it based off of that? Is that why they call the um, Spark Grant?
2: Potentially, I'm not sure if that's actually okay. if they map one to one, but okay. you, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, Anyway, so I, I can only spend those those <laughs> funds on those kind of things, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna need equipment. Somehow Olivia Olivia caught caught wind of the story, and and she reached out to me, and she was like, I want to hear more about your story. So that's how the CrossFit Foundation got to the to my side of the story. So basically, what I did was I kind of cleaned up the presentation that I gave to the school administration, and then I put some timelines and other other pieces in there that would make it more more digestible. And then she was like, yeah, w- we'll help you out. So I'm like, cool. Um, yeah. So wherever you want to go, I mean, I could tell this story for another hour and a half. So,
1: so you, so the teachers go.
2: Teachers go and the, they, how
1: many teachers could take their L one?
2: I only have one right now. Um, I'm waiting to find more people who are interested. So it's 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 exponentially over the last three weeks, just gaining gaining fire. So
1: so you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got confused. Did you ever take equipment to the school and teach it yourself?
2: Not from our CrossFit, but I bought equipment with the money from the crossfit foundation and okay I
1: put it, your plan was to take it from your gym absolutely. but you never
2: had to do that i still do that from time to time okay so if i need more wall balls so i'm fine okay. i'm finding there's a threshold right so if i have 30 girls and you know we're all doing romwad and only 10 of them can move correctly i'm going to need more than the than the five wall balls that i medicine balls that i have appropriated through the funds right so okay. i will go to my gym and grab shit and then okay take it over so so
1: um so there's one teacher who's gotten their l1 and there's you so
2: he, he will be in may
1: And how often do you – how often do you go to the school and teach?
2: Uh, I go uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday mornings and afternoons, and then I go Friday evenings.
1: And how long have you been doing this?
2: I've been doing that for the last three weeks. So I had to go through another set of hoops with the – So this is all new. Well – Kind of, so at, at first I was only doing it twice a week and I thought that the best approach would be just to do fundamentals and I would have like a cohort of like five kids because I'm pretty new at training people anyways and I was like okay, we'll do this but it became, it became a crunch because you know, kids have flexible schedules. Maybe my mom can't bring me or, you know what I mean? So suddenly you're missing out on one and now I have to backfill. Or, Is it after or, school? Yeah. Yeah. For now. So I was, I was finding there was a lot of complications in that. Like you missed it. So now we have to go back and now we're going to take out this other kid's time because you haven't missed this one. Right. So I switched to a focus of, uh, we're just going to, we're just going to do the wad. I'm going to teach you the movements as we go till you can be proficient. If you can, if not, we'll just scale it. And then from that point, we'll just keep moving forward. So, um, so I so the the teacher started, which is interesting demographic because they don't want the they didn't want at first the kids to see them doing things. So I had like the BE coach, the football coach, the track coach, you know, various different coaching aspects of school, maybe a couple of teachers, and they were like, I I don't I don't want my kids to see me in discomfort. I don't want my kids to see me failing. Right. Oh, interesting. So yeah, interesting indeed. So as soon as I dispelled that, and I was like. I, I didn't do it myself, but they would come into the weightlifting class after school, and we would be there, us five, doing the workout.
1: Did they have to do it, or they went on their own? Who
2: the teachers? Yeah. No, they they fully they enrolled. They volunteered. On their own. Oh, awesome! Yeah, so we awesome. put out like a flyer and everything, like try to gain shit, you know, and then announcements in the morning. Anyway, so these teachers would come, and then pretty soon it was just a, it was just an organic merge. The kids are there doing. Whatever their bro lifting is, and then we would be doing this CrossFit thing in the corner. So the the real part that clicked, and I knew it was going to take hold at the school level, was there would be kids there doing the weightlifting that were say on the football team, and the football coach is over here, limited mobility fucking like just struggling to do wall balls. Like mm-hmm. I can't get the depth. I can't, I can't get the height. And they would stop and they would get behind him and they would say, come on, you got this shit. And I'm just like, oh, are you awesome. fucking kidding me? So to see that coming from what I knew it was at my gym for profit to how I can help these people change their life and then merge those two together. And then at that point they were like, I don't care who comes. I'm gonna get my whole football team in here. Here comes the whole, the whole track team. Right. Yeah, cool. So it's like that part was, that was the first like real, Tangible measure. So when
1: I met you in Washington mm -hmm. two months ago, yeah, you hadn't even actually done one class yet. No,
2: I had started the classes in the fundamentals, but they were only allowing me to do it under the supervision of the PE teacher that is going to take the L one.
1: And how? So how long have you been doing it all together?
2: Probably three months. So I started that way for the for two days a week.
1: Okay. Sorry. So I apologize
2: if. if, Yeah, maybe a little bit longer. Okay. In that ballpark. No, that's good. Yeah.
1: And. And, and and now you now you're on a three week you've been doing it three weeks this new way of five days a week pretty much and, four days I guess and what happens so school gets out at two thirty and the kids just come right yep. over
2: yeah or like Wednesday they have early release so then I'm in there at two thirty and, and then and how old are the kids? Um, they're from ninth grade to twelfth grade. So
1: and this is all because of what you saw the fifth graders going through absolutely.
2: Yeah.
1: And are uh, how old is your oldest kid? Sorry, he's in ninth grade. Ninth so grade. Okay. Is he in, is he in the
2: program? Yeah. Well, they go to our for-profit CrossFit as well, but um. Through them, it's been a completely different aspect because they like farm kids. Like, ah, oh, I know that kid could use it, right? So I, I leverage my kids to get people into it, and they're like deep into soccer. So like they have, you know, so I help out the soccer team, and then you know, they start winning all these games. <laughs> do you have any overweight kids okay. do it? Uh, yeah, there's a couple of big girls. Like we have um, big kids, not girls, but we have like a, a large Samoan proper, uh, population. So they're like, I mean, they're big people, you know, by nature, but um yeah, yeah. There's a lot of overweight. I I would really like to get to the kids that are outside smoking cigarettes, to the kid, you know, like the outliers. Not because the coaches want more of. This is my star athlete. I need to get him to. It. I'm just like, right. that's not, like that's not the people I want. Like right. they can be the example, but right. I'd rather have.
1: You don't want them to scare off the other kids, like the other weight room already does. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah I guess you, that's the best way to put. Are it Are
0: you in a way looking for yourself? Am I what? Looking for yourself to join the program? If, I, like, could. if like I could, if I could find
2: was... myself ahead of time, that'd be fucking fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime I can step into that role to, to – to anytime I can affect growth of anybody personally, that's what I'm all about. But if I can find the people who I know are going to potentially go the same route that I went and, you know, plus 30 years, shit, why are you going to wait that long? Like we can do that right now mm-hmm. and just start.
1: Your sort of Todd Ellis mission statement that you just said right there, anytime I can help someone. My else. mission
2: statement personally is to empower everybody that they have the ability to do anything that they really want in life.
1: And how, when did that hit you?
2: It probably hit me about a year ago. So I do a lot of cultural stuff at work. Like I said, that's been changing. So I went through some weird shit that happened at work and they gave me this very strange opportunity to do anything I wanted to do. And through that, I found that not only I can do the things that I want to do, like I had always worked in a place that was kind of in a dark corner, like this is my shit, don't touch it, right? To a point where I can ask people for... For help, and they will openly help me. Like once I realize that I can get that, and they will reciprocate, uh, it's just been game on. So a- everything I do in that respect is just is just um, more, more. What I call I, I call it cultural work. So
1: more I, leadership, more vision, more tip of the spear. Yeah,
2: I take that though in every aspect of everything that I do. So
1: and you take it seriously, and you want it to help other
2: people. That's all I want to do, really. Like if I could quit my job and just help people all day long, that's what I would do.
1: The cookie business. Yep.
2: Definitely.
1: So you know everything. You know about the, the kind of ink that was used on this label, and the kind of wrappers, and what work. wrappers work, and what wrappers don't work, yep. and how much plastic is, yep. and which ones have BPA, yep. and like how these stickers go on, and expiration dates, and that's my jam.
2: That's all my work over there. Except for my wife helps me <clears throat> make them.
1: <laughs> everything but the cook. Um, where do you see this going? What are the first limitations you get pushed up? Can you mail internationally?
2: I haven't gone international yet. I mean, I can do whatever I want. Uh, actually, I don't know if there's rules about going international, so there might be, but I mean, in order to own if in order to run a successful business, you always have to break the rules and push the bounds of how that's going to go. So um, I learned early on actually from Don at the gym, you don't, you don't ask for permission, you ask for forgiveness, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, whoops, shit, didn't know that, let me change the label. Instead of, what do I have to do to meet this label standard? And obviously, there's certain degrees of how that's going to be bought off, but yeah, same idea. Where I see it going is, in the next six months, I'm going to gauge if it's actually going to be successful with my wife doing it with me. And then if that's the case, we're just going to keep working one step at a time. Are you right?
1: taking investors?
2: I haven't I haven't needed any yet, but do I
1: mean, you, Do you um, have any other products? No, that's it. I asked because I seem like um, like these clothes I wear. Your wool sweater? Uh, no, not oh. this, but these, <laughs> these pants. They're shorts I wear. In the <laughs> summer, I always wear the same kind of shorts. I have 13 pairs of these Parker, Park de Shore, Park de Sao, Park... Park de Badass shorts. Parker... Do you know the shorts i wear? Parker. <laughs> it's this company out of San Francisco. Parkour, huh? I can not I, I can't remember. But recently they just went out of business. The guy couldn't make it happen. And mm-hmm. I feel like like that's the thing with like there's been so many clothing startups and they just can't make it happen. Yeah. And I feel like that way about the food game too. I feel like oh my god, there's so many like like I'm really impressed with It's Steve's Club, right? Yeah. I'm yeah, um, yeah. like I can't believe they're still in the fucking
2: jerky game. Yep. Yeah, like he started at uh, Rainier, right? He used to be like the paleo kids.
1: Oh, he did? That's what they were that's what they started – okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, know if he
2: started there, but they definitely had him there. So
1: it's just, it's, it just—it just seems like it's—it's a—it's not easy. It's not easy, and it takes a lot of time. Um, this place, like these guys, made the fucking greatest shorts of all fucking time. But now they what don't. For? Parker DeSau.
2: Well, it looks like you can add it to your cart.
1: <laughs> get it. over there. Oh sport. no! If you go over there, all their shit's out of stock and uh, shit. Like, try to get a pair of pants. Man, look at that a lot of thigh going there. I mean, are those are short yours are. Yeah, yeah, mine are short. That's why I like them shorts Ooh, no, go to pants go to pants if i
2: see that sweater on there i swear to god i'm gonna make fun of you
1: <laughs> yeah this is uh philson try to get a pair of those pants hold
2: out oh here we go
1: go to 32 that's me maybe Ooh. they just don't like oh, yours yeah one not. no I, they sent me an email oh. they know i've tagged you them do like,
2: Filson in seattle
1: i do i've been there once
2: yeah Same, it seems similar no no
0: not even close oh no no yeah. go to shorts just out of curiosity which ones are they, the all around? The oh, I've never, i never—I
1: don't even have those. I've never even seen those. The all—oh yeah, yeah, I have the. All, dude, they're yeah. on
2: sale, so they gotta have it.
1: No, no, they don't have. Dude, they're—they're they're they're, going under. They sent an email. Well, are
2: you gonna, gonna invest? Four. What do you? What's your point?
1: It's just sad. It just sucks. I know, some of running small business <laughs> is hard to four? do.
0: It is. One, two, three, four. Yeah, here we
1: go. It takes a lot of time. <laughs> I, I,
0: that's all they have. You just wiped.
1: Oh look, they won't even let you buy four. They only have one in stock. I mean, they're done. And the it's three hundred ninety-two
2: dollars. They got yeah. Oh wow, wow. It's a nice pair of shorts. Yeah, man. Better be no chafe on that.
1: <laughs> Cookie company, you pursue full steam ahead. Yep. Uh, um, your you are, are you the fittest you've ever been in your life?
2: Not at this moment, but yeah, pretty much.
1: Uh, what what's happening? It's what you've taken on so much that your CrossFit's waning. Uh yeah yeah. Are you three on one off? Four, f-
2: maybe five. I
1: mean, oh, so you're I, going.
2: I go all day all day long, but my diet's not on point, so it's like, what are you going to do? And um, do all your kids CrossFit? Um, except for the oldest. Uh, the second. My oldest son does not, but he turned into a vegan and does, does his own thing, so whatever. Mm-hmm. He, oh, how old is he? He's 19.
1: He's exploring. Yeah, going yeah. through the vegan phase. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I love the he's vegan He's been at phase. it for
2: two years, so he's pretty solid. Good on him. Yeah, yeah that's a yep.
1: commitment. Yep.
2: Oh, why are you here at HQ? I'm just here to share my story and to, to try to impact other people who are
1: like-minded like me. You were invited here. I was. With other nonprofits. Mm-hmm. And is it, it's it's just a social – other other nonprofits in the community, CrossFitters. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, Barbells for Boobs. Yeah, right. Uh, Revelry. Yeah, the Phoenix
2: Foundation. Phoenix Foundation. Yeah. Um, Steve Spaleo.
1: And what's the name of your nonprofit?
2: Um, my nonprofit is Franklin Pierce – Oh, my affiliate is CrossFit um, PGK, but the my actual nonprofit in Washington State is called Franklin Pierce Youth Fitness. And
1: why is it called that?
2: No, uh, just because that's what Olivia came up with.
1: Franklin Pierce.
2: <laughs> Franklin Pierce is the name of the school district. Ah. And then youth fitness just.
1: Do you know it. the history of Franklin Pierce, the person?
2: Um, not in our no, not so much.
1: Yeah, I me mean, neither. You have a business named after yeah. dude. You, don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> you
2: no, only that's... have so much man with dude. <laughs> but that's only because of the name of the he's got to have a Wikipedia the page. The district, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure he does. <laughs> Or they? There might be more. Yeah.
0: What's the goal?
1: Sorry, I just shove some cooking. <laughs> What's the goal? What's the goal? Where do you Where do you want to see it go? The
2: the the kids program in the school. The kids program. I hope. Um, my intention is to is to obviously impact the kids, and then through them, their parents, and then through them, our community, and then just keep exponentially building that shit outward. But
1: like like be in every school in the district.
2: Or every school in the state would be great. I mean, yeah, sure, baby steps. District would be first. That's going to happen. Um, I think after talking to a couple of the people on the nonprofit side, I realized that there's a lot more work I'm going to have to do in order to meet like, um, like uh, I don't know if it's federal. I think it is like like federally mandated um, education for physical education. Like I don't I don't know anything about this. I'm going to have to go and investigate that, research that, see what I have to do to do that in order to make it like you know like this like to measurably to measure the metrics of what I'm doing I'm going to have to have some sort of you know like this here's my portfolio of how this has worked out right more bureaucracy
1: like this, more bureaucracy to jump through yeah absolutely cuz if mean, I go outside
2: would... my district it's going to get worse cuz they're going to be who the fuck is this guy you know what i mean so it's going to be yeah so yeah but uh, if i if i can only affect the kids in my district that's fine with me like for sure i'm fine with I, I, like once i saw the first the first kids <laughs> like i don't know if you guys heard the story like the other day I had like 20 girls in the, in the, what used to be the weight room, now it's the the wrestling room, and we're doing ROM WAD on an overhead projector. And they're just like, where has this been? Like, why do we not know about this? And like the, like the track throwing coach is telling me, I see so much more hip explosion. And I, and I see, you know, like, how come we haven't been investing in this? And why did it take you so long to get here? So, I mean, it's those kind of, that's that kind of encouragement that keeps me like moving forward. Like, how can I how can I stop now? Right? Like that's pretty much how it is. Like I'm not gonna stop giving my time if if people are still getting better based on Don't stop. how I'm how I'm hooking them up.
1: So. Do all your kids live at home?
2: My kids all live at home, yeah. Oh, well, not my daughter. She lives in South Carolina. She's in the military. So,
1: oh. Yeah. Well, she's
2: married. I have actually I have a grandson. It's only a couple months old. So
1: Wow, congratulations. Yeah, thank so, you. Have Max. you
2: seen him yet? Yeah. It's pretty fucking awesome. What's what's his name? His name is Max. Yeah. Nah, Max. I love that name. It's, wow. It's pretty badass, yeah. It's very sobering to watch your um, to watch your child have a child. <laughs> That's all. Let's leave that shit. Right. How old's your daughter? She's twenty-two. <laughs>
1: and, 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 well,
2: will be in, on the 16th.
1: And, and what what branch is she in?
2: She's in the Air Force. It's traf- air traffic control.
1: And she had a baby. Yeah. What? Uh, what did they just give you some
2: time off, or I think they gave her like a couple months or whatever. The military is kind of weird, but I mean, whatever. <laughs> Better than nothing. Were you scared <laughs> when she went in? No, no. I was actually pretty. Um, Awestruck, I think is the word. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Uh, it was weird to watch your child go through that. That's what I'm saying. Like I, c- I could like I could see her mother in her and I remembered what that looked like why she was born, and then I was like, Wow, here we go again. So it was pretty
1: And you're you said you're forty one. I'm forty one. Um Joe DeGaine, one of the most amazing trainers in all of CrossFit. Um I was chatting with him this weekend and he's told me this story many, many times. But every time I hear it like it's the fucking first time. He's thirty nine. He has a five-year-old grandchild.
2: There you go. See what I mean? Yeah. Any walk of life. And, and part it. of me is a little like, –
1: more than a part of me is a little <laughs> bit jealous. Right. Because I'm not going to see – I mean the chances of me seeing my grandkids. You're going to see a grandkids. Yeah.
2: What are you, yeah. you going to drop down? If they here? if
1: they wait until they're my age I, – I have three kids. They're all three and under. You could get them cracking.
2: Yeah. Well, not that age. Oh, but... <laughs> your kids are three and under? And how old are you? Forty six. You know, there's something to be said for that because my uncle didn't have kids until he was late in life.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And he, his patience level was so much more than I could even fucking imagine. My patience is
1: crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah. compared to where it would have yeah. been at thirty So there's something, 35, to do that. yeah. But hey, you course. are pretty patient. Yeah. They do some crazy shit and I'm just like But you might be right. <laughs> Three <laughs> uh, It's mo it, it, it gets you up off your ass. Definitely motivation. There's stuff that uh there's stuff that normally I wouldn't have ever gotten up for that I get up for. Like what? Um, if I'm watching a movie now, I'll never make it through more than ten minutes without getting up. <laughs> and before there could have like if I was watching a movie, nothing would have got me up. Now like my kid needs something. Oh, bam. like Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like I'll get up. There's no second guess nope yep. nope or I hear someone fall down or you know that's whatever yeah, yeah just anything that they need I'll move for you're in the middle of fucking the greatest part of the movie and they're about to tell you who the murder is and he's like I am I have soap in my eye <laughs> I hear that from the shower I'm like oh fuck and I know how horrible that is being three and get soap <laughs> yeah. in your eye you know what I mean these other
0: words I, I, I feel uh, like you're uh, like that with everyone oh thank you, you know, you're very attentive and you respond to people really well thanks man yeah, I mean I forget to get weird but I did get weird <laughs> <laughs> I soaked it all in.
1: I'm just gonna go with the awkward side. Of <laughs> just um, my last question for you. Yep. Tell me about the shirt. Athletes for Autism.
2: Athletes for Autism was. Uh, um, did I tell you about the? I didn't. What's going off this little sidebar? So at work, I also find people who are um, diabetic and are looking to change their lives, and I and I. This is that Microsoft. Oh, yeah, and I push them towards doing things Damn, that dude. are uncomfortable. Wow. And so um, there's a. There's a CrossFit gym in Redmond called um, CrossFit Sasquatch, and they allow me to come down there and um, put people through fundamentals at my own pace, the people that I work with, because they are obviously more comfortable with me because I work with them, and then they fold them into the regular curriculum. So we had a... um, you're guy. not a doctor. You can't do that. I know. The first, <laughs> and I don't give him Coca Cola, which is so fucking crazy. But um, the first guy I did it with was the guy who also gave me that interesting opportunity at work. His name's Chris Burrows, and I had to work on him for almost a year in order to get him out of his in, out of his comfort zone and into something new. And he was all about. Um, it's called W A A Washington Autism Alliance or something like that. And so we use it again through the Microsoft Giving Campaign to exemplify the idea of we can we can give money to a to a process and then allow somebody to grow at the same time. So he threw himself into CrossFit, allowed me to train him, and at the same time we threw this fundraiser for autism, and so it just doubled our effort. Our effort. So he's still with it, four days a week. It's been like a year and a half. So he he fucking loves it. So you
1: go to CrossFit One Three Eight. Yeah. You work at Microsoft. I do. You're in a cookie cookie business? Absolutely. Healthy cookies? Yeah. You do a teaching program at the high school mm-hmm. Washington High School. You also, while you're at work, if you see people who you think you can reach out to and touch and get to the gym who, like, um, you, you suspect that their situation is like a health problem. Indeed. And you realize CrossFit is Even a cure. Even if
2: it's not, it could be a laziness problem. You never really know.
1: You realize CrossFit is a cure for all things? Yep. Except for stupidity. Um,
2: it could probably help you with that, too.
1: Probably. I mean, definitely. I know. It. I shouldn't
2: cut a shit. Barbell right? math is fucking <laughs> rough.
1: You, you get these people, and you take them to CrossFit Redmond, you said? Cross, Sasquatch, CrossFit Sasquatch. Sasquatch. CrossFit Sasquatch? Yep. CrossFit Redmond's where you took your L1? Mm,
2: CrossFit Belltown. 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 What the fuck is Redmond? Who's at Redmond? Redmond is the town. Oh, okay. That's where okay. Microsoft yeah. is. Yeah. Okay, okay.
1: Is there a CrossFit Redmond? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. You take them to CrossFit Sasquatch. Oh, you don't even know the owner. Sasquatch.
2: It's not Saucy
1: Squatch. Sasquatch. <laughs> there it is. CrossFit Sasquatch. You don't even know the owner. I do. You,
2: Isaac Vinberg and Troy Morse.
1: But you didn't know them when I you approached them. I didn't know
2: them, them. at of the time, no. You're like, hey, Hold I'm, a, cro- this. I'm yeah. a
1: CrossFitter at 138, Absolutely. and I got this. I, I want to train some dude. Yep. And not only that, I'm going to drop them off, and you can milk them for some cash.
2: Maybe, if that's what they want to do. I mean, there's no preconceived notion of that, but they just want to also help people get better. In it's crazy. Life.
1: It's it's this community. The, the level to community is like... It's unreal. Yeah. Yeah.
2: As long as you find that community, like, I've seen boxes that are complete bullshit. Like, we're all about who can lift the most or, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's definitely, like maybe 20% of the box I've heard rumors complete I've heard shit. Rumors. Well, you've probably seen it yourself no sir but okay either way like <laughs> what was most suffering for me today was when I came here and I saw that happen at this place and I was just like all right this is like the nexus of how this is supposed to work so
1: no one kicked you while you were down here
2: I mean step I on have your ret- like in <laughs> and I kicked, <laughs> did was. you work out here I did this morning with yeah. Jenny's class yeah and I'll hey, be what was tomorrow. the workout uh it was uh Fifteen minute AMRAP of um handstand walk, Lunch.
1: How cool is Jenny Lau. She's pretty awesome. She warmed you the fuck up, yeah, right?
2: Yeah, she's very good. Yeah, wa- she does have a lot. Her warm ups are pretty Woo! thorough. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! yeah.
0: Hello. yeah yeah i, got I love to, a uh, class downstairs i got to
2: uh, ski for the first time with um kevin so i never met him and then he's like hey enjoy this shit so that's pretty cool awesome yeah so it's been a very um it's been a very enlightening trip and i'm, I'm glad you guys had me so thank you for that
1: and tomorrow and tonight we're going to
2: greg's house for a party apparently we are and then tomorrow we'll be here again doing this
1: awesome yeah
0: i think that means we should land the plane
2: yeah crash it if you have to but before work this one buy your cookies Oh, uh, oh, you can get them online or um, you, at various crossfit. There's a ton of uh, online has all of the endpoints where I sell. Do you guys have a domain name? Uh, www.paleopushers.com it's right Yeah, it's pretty easy to figure out where it is. Sorry, Yeah, but I, it, I know it's I'm sorry. for our yep. plugin. I got and you. Good audio. audio side. So, yeah. Matt so
1: Matt said, "Land the plane," and you
0: stopped him. So Eric, yeah. I've been I've been with Eric since six wow. thirty this morning.
1: <laughs> we, have, we have
0: been apart for maybe like ten minutes at a time. Good job. Definitely not our smoothest. You should have played some James Taylor about
1: lovers. <laughs> <laughs> some of the, when, as Matt was bearing his soul, you how much time you spend together. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot.